Hi, this is Tommy from Jukebox the Ghost and Narc Twain, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello everybody and welcome to episode 164 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matora. Holy crimson sky of death. If you watch The Crisis, you got my reference. It is December 10th. Happy birthday, Rob Harding, number 50. Enjoy my gift, pal, aka Star oh, Wars Jedi you're on the Fallen back Order. Bought him a little Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order for Xbox. So oh, very cool. Hope he enjoys cool. that. Uh, he's given us a lot of cool things. Plus, you're old as fuck now, so I want to keep you young by buying you a video Damn, game. That's harsh. Uh, but happy birthday. I love you, pal. Uh, so, and again, happy birthday to him. Um, it's Tuesday, December 10th, so if you're hearing this on Friday or after, uh, we are recording on a Tuesday. Again, it's just the Christmas season and birthday time and all this stuff for a lot of folks, so we kind of have to fit it in where we can. So uh, any news that happens Tuesday night after 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Wednesday, Thursday, will be covered on next week's episode, and that includes the Game Awards uh, that are happening this Thursday. Maybe not so much the awards themselves. We try not to, we don't really cover award shows that much, but during the game awards, there's always reveals and stuff like that. So we'll definitely have that for next week's episode. Head on over to wepodcastandweknowthings.com, your one stop shop for everything we podcast and we know things. Link in the description, uh, including our social media, which is at wepodcast and we know things on Instagram, at wepod and we know. That is not anymore on Twitter. It's actually at Greg Talks a lot and at Samuel Matoro on Twitter. That's been a while. Uh, go ahead and find us at We Podcast and We Know Things on Facebook. Uh, and you can read some reviews. We just had our album reviewer, Ryan Waldis, do another awesome review. Uh, thank you so much to the BPM family for sending us the records uh, to review. So check out all of our content over at We Podcast and We Know Things.com. Make sure you're subscribed to hear all the latest content. Uh, and you can send us an email, We Podcast and We Know Things at gmail.com. We answer all of them on the air. And that includes <clears throat> anything on like iTunes. If you want to leave us an iTunes review, We'll read that Instagram, on the air as well. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, just send us, we'll answer it. Yeah, really, we are wide open to, to all that stuff. We appreciate everybody who leaves us reviews. We are up to 35 five-star reviews on iTunes. We thank everybody who's dropped us a Climb review. Um, yeah, we're a five-star podcast. We take a lot of uh, uh, pride in that, so thank you to everybody who's done that. And even thank you to the one asshole who gave us a one-star review, not because you gave us a one-star review. If we deserve it, that's fine. But when I put out he, there on he Twitter... Didn't back it. When I put out there on Twitter... Yeah, right. When I put out there on Twitter, hey, uh, anybody that could leave us a review, that'd be great. You just went and gave us a one star. Didn't even put any words down there. So you were just being the Twitter asshole. So you that's fine, whoever you are. Uh, thank you to our brethren in the Wee Pod Squad, the Ion Ryan Show, and MRC Tech Presents, the last podcast coming to you alternating Tuesdays on our podcast feed. We just had another episode of We Have Spoken, uh, going over Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian, Sean MRC Tech check out his like gaming streams and all the things he's trying to do with his brand we appreciate him love him to death and we're looking forward to the future content that he produces uh lastly before we get into the show we got a big one by the way like we say that every week every week we mean it but this one strap in it's gonna be a, a long show but a good one uh before we do that i just want to personally give a really quick shout out to our friend the corner view he has no idea this is happening so he's probably listening to this right now like what what is this? What's going on? The corner view at on Instagram and on Twitter. Just want to say, Tyler, thank you so much for being an awesome supporter of the podcast. We really appreciate you. All of the DMs you send us, uh, letting us know your thoughts on the Mandalorian and on the episodes and the feedback that you give. Um, 
I personally don't know you in real life, but I, I feel like I do, yeah, so I appreciate it. I don't it. have any friends named Tyler. I don't. I have a no. cousin, but I can oh, confirm it's Tyler. not him. Um, so I, I, but I do appreciate. How it. do you know it's not him? <laughs> I would definitely know <laughs> if it was Tyler. Hall. Okay. Uh, but again, you demand Tyler. Thank you so much for just being an awesome supporter of the show. We really do appreciate it. But onward and upward with today's podcast. Uh, we have trivia. It's seven and a half for me, two and a half for Sam. As we went through some skateboarding questions last week, uh, to no avail. We're starting off in the movie section. We have five, kind of five movie trailers to talk about in the movie section. Some renewed drama for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Some huge DC and Marvel news. Uh, and then we have a bunch of TV crossover impressions and trailers. We had the first two episodes of the CW crossover that Sam looked at, looked at, he watched, and he's going to give I mean, us I his impressions. <laughs> he's going to give us his impressions. We have the reviews of them, um, some Harley Quinn impressions, some Mandalorian impressions, two more trailers, so a total of seven today uh, in the TV space to talk about. Then in the gaming, you think we'd slow down? No, a giant gaming section that Sam's going to take over for, including some impressions, including not only a PlayStation State of Play, but a Nindy Showcase that just both happened today on Tuesday, and we're already going to break them down for you. By the time you're hearing it, it's going to be three days old, but believe me when I tell you. <laughs> this the, is breaking. <laughs> the analysis the analysis we're giving is yeah. live time almost right after they were, uh, it's, they're over. Then we have Sam CGC Spotlight. I can see the book from here. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I'm excited. I'm intrigued because that's something that speaks right. to me it's as a, a character I want to learn more about. Our picks of the week, and we will get on out of here. So let's start with the trivia. First to 11, win by two, seven and a half for me, two and a half for Sam. What do you got? I got a little movie trivia. So <coughs> let's see what you can do. What is Zack Snyder's first directed film? No idea. Any of the answers. I have, I have no guesses. Okay. <laughs> I have no guesses. Billy Madison. <laughs> I have Correct. No. <laughs> a, Dawn of the Dead. B, 300. C, Watchmen. D, Sucker Punch. 300. Dawn of the Dead. Three hundred was the second. Damn. So you were you're in the ballpark. Were they all, all? We're all for them. Zack Snyder's. Yeah, I, I didn't I, even listen to what you said after three hundred. I, I didn't hear. The you last you two. just hold through it like that's it. That's it. He that lost three hundred. I know that's the answer. <laughs> what were the last two? <laughs> Honestly, don't know. Watchmen, Sucker Punch. Oh yeah, Zach you, you know all th- all four of these yeah. movies. Snyder, you know. Sucker Punch never would have been my guess. I feel like that's a newer movie within the it's, last like five years. Yeah, I think I think that was like 11, 12. Yeah, and I know 300, too. Like, I think, three I think, four, I think so. it was Dawn of the Dead 04. Wait, I think we were done. Dawn of the Dead 04, 300, 06. Watchmen was 09, Sucker Punch. Looks like I wrote 11. There you go. It was so tough, dude. <laughs> I wrote it so small so you couldn't see it. <laughs> which company? Mine's a video game question. Okay. Uh, which company develops Resident Evil games? Who makes the Resident Evil games? Like... For example, Naughty Dog yeah. makes Uncharted. They develop Uncharted. They're the developer. Who's the developer for Resident Evil games? It's been the same since the nineties. And I, I, I see, like, why can't like, you always have that like that block? Well, you see the logo too. Yeah. On the on the uh, cover. And, and I watched the. the fucking I figured case. you watched it today, and you saw their logo at least three times. So I, I was hoping I it would why, pop out. Yeah, to you. and why can't I think of the? Like, I feel like it's so simple. It is. It really, really is. What are the answers? I. I is it, I'm sorry. Just say the is right it, answer so I know it is. Is it one of these four? Okay. Is, is there an answer? Okay. Is it Square Enix? Is it Ubisoft? Is it Capcom? Or is it Platinum? 
Capcom. Correct. Okay. So I, was, I was like, wait, it, it, I thought it was a trick question. I was like, wait, it can't be that simple. It is that simple. Uh, right, I, was, cool. I was hurting today. Greg, Greg, for, Greg for threw me a bow. was like, here, Sam, take, take something. <laughs> My question last week was birthed as I was doing the intro. I didn't have one. I looked down and I was like, oh, fuck. But we already started recording. So, it's like, so just, I'll just come up with oh, something. Oh, so as I was taking your question, so you're thinking the answer. What is the question I'm going to ask him? Oh, yeah. The the list of skaters you gave me, as you're running through the names, I was like, oh, Chad Muska, what was your shoe sponsor? Oh, that's why you got it. You yeah. fucking I didn't bastard. get the question. I didn't get the question. I know you didn't. Yeah, I didn't get neither one of us. No, none of us did. No. But no I, I haven't got a fucking point right in like two months, so well, I'll you take got a, this You half got the point. half. Seven, I'll take three. It's going to be nice next week when I say seven and a half to three, not two and a half. Okay, it's been that way for a couple of really weeks has. now. It really has. I was due. So it's nice. Let's move into the movie section. Uh, we're going to go movies, TV, gaming, pick of the week. Movies. Before we get into uh, the five trailers, we usually put reviews at the top. This will be no different. As we have the review for Jumanji, the next level. If you had to take a guess. I, I would take a guess. I would say this film is, is really good. They're having a great time doing this press junket. It's, they're funny as shit together, so I have to believe this movie did really well. Jumanji, the last level is a blast. Instead of relying solely on proven premise, we get to know more about the kids and adults playing the game. There are still moments of silliness, but there is also a whole lot of heart here. What seems like something that is going to be a tired retread turns out to be far more fun than expected. I know. 7-5. As always, our, our reviews are per IGN, but that is not a score that... that Companies the the, the only negative I heard was silliness. And I was like, okay, there's Kevin Hart and you have Danny DeVito in there. Come on. And you also have Jack Black. It was the definition Come of on. a silly goat. Uh, to me, it was like, when I read that today, I was like, that is not a score indicative of those words. Those words do point me towards an 8.59 area. Uh, but that's fine. That's why I wanted to, before I read it, wanted to ask for your guess on kind of where you thought it would I, be. I figured it was going to be good. We have five trailers to hit. Um, I don't know how much time we're going to spend on each of them. I did watch all five of them. Some of them newer, some of them a little bit yeah. older. So we don't have like shot for shot. Listen, we got so many stories tonight. We ain't going to be here for that long, like three hours going over trailers. So we're just going to go high level on our impressions and just if we liked them, if they're worth a watch. We're going to start off with Wonder Woman 1984. What'd you think? For what, what for what it showed me, I, I'm interested. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it was the best trailer I ever seen. Mm-hmm. The part where she's either she's riding her lasso on lightning or it's the invisible zip lining. Inv- invisible jet or something like that. Yeah. That looked pretty cool. Obviously the big wonder is why is Steve Trevor right there? Didn't he Die get blown up in a plane? But I was like, okay, well, we they don't know. They didn't maybe he jumped out the plane. Like they, they they got some explaining to do. Yeah. So, but I'm interested to see where this goes. And Kristen Wiig, she looks bad-ass. really good. She looks so really good. I, Cheetah, yeah. I kind of put my foot in my mouth. I was like, okay. Pedro I didn't think Pascal's be that character great. looks. He does not look like Pedro Pascal. He looks like an oh, old oh, white and, dude. And, and he's playing Maxwell Lord. And yeah. I think he's that's a great character. Great casting choice. Yeah. Pedro Pascal's been great in a lot. Dude, he's on fire right now. Like, everything he's in was like, yeah, it's great. Everything yeah. I. Like, I understand that they're trying to capitalize on, like, this big 80s fad and craze that's sweeping the nation right now. But, like, this to me is, like, Stranger Things the movie. Okay. It's taking place. They have all the neon on all the logos. Oh, oh, yeah. It's taking place in a fucking mall. Yep. Just like – so I got a lot of Stranger Things 3 vibes. I got just a lot of those cheese 80 vibes, which, again, is, like, a hot thing. Need for Speed did it with with their latest game. and So, like, the 80s are sweeping the 2010s, which is apparent. But – this trailer was to me a lot better than the first Wonder yeah. Woman trailer. Um, That's good I, to hear because I know you weren't you weren't really I a fan hate of the first the one. The first yet. one, so 
This one, it has me interested as like, a, okay, let me give it another shot. Because I enjoy Gal Gadot. Yeah. Some people call her Gadot, whatever. Yeah. I enjoy her uh, as an actress. I know she sometimes has some language barriers. Uh, so maybe she doesn't command the the screen at all times. But her and Kristen Wiig have a really good chemistry early on in that trailer. I really like that. I really like what they did with the Cheetah character so yeah. far. Um, and, they, and they didn't show a shit. I'm all in for Pedro Pascal. I think like the first movie tried so hard to just be Chris Pine and Gale in like a boat. And it just was like, eh. And the CG was forced and the villain was underdeveloped. This, they're leaning on Kristen Wiig as a, yeah. as a, as a character. They're leaning on Pedro Pascal. So I think the supporting cast is yeah. going to be a lot better for this film. Um, also, I like the, the effects that they're doing with the lasso. I think there was one fight in a hallway where she like goes through a dude with it between that and she deflected a bullet and yeah, then yeah. shot and then the, the, smacked the, the one thing, out with her gauntlets. the one thing i really didn't like and care for at all which i know there's an explanation and maybe you know it and i don't what is with that gold costume i think the arm i mean what i think is because cheetah can damage like she can actually kill wonder woman like she's strong enough with her claws i think that's to protect her against cheetah okay so i think that's what that's for because i don't like that that to me, it looks bad. I don't care. Like the practical use of it's fine that she has it. I just don't think the look of it is very yeah. appealing. I don't mean like a sex I mean, it's appeal. It's not how I, you know, kind of picture my Wonder Woman. I like how I do like what they do with her suit. You could tell that it just like a lot. It's it's brighter. brighter. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you watch it, like it's the not- Zack Snyder. It's dark. It's mm-hmm. gritty. This is more bright pow in your face yeah which i think how it should be yeah and again like i don't mean the gold thing from like a sex appeal standpoint i just mean like i don't think it's appealing to me um but i if that's the use for it i like they also said that Kristen wiggs character is going to be more of a practical and special effects kind of mixed together for her character so i'm interested to see the final iteration of her full on in that cheetah character but i'm interested this is not going to be a theatrical watch for me. The first one wasn't. It's very difficult for me to get to the theaters. I haven't even seen Frozen 2 yet. And I have a yeah. wife who's obsessed with it. And yeah. my daughter loved it too. So I, I am not like a theater guy. I went yeah. to see Joker by myself. I mean, I'll, so, I'll be there to see Wonder Woman. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know how it is. I am interested though. This is a movie that I feel like um, I'm I'm in. I, I mean, we still got to wait till what? May 2020? I love June, isn't it? June, June It might be June. It might be June. I love the 80s. So yeah. that motif to me is always going to kind of hit for me. Um, this one might be going a little overboard, but that's okay. But I am I think that they have, um, at this point, I'm really good with, with what they've done. I'm, I'm very happy with the trailer. Another trailer I, I was surprisingly overjoyed by. Yeah. Was Ghostbusters Afterlife? What'd you think? No, of and I think that's kind of everyone I've talked to. That's I haven't really heard anything negative. I mean, I, the only thing I'll say is, man, Finn Wolfhard's and everything. Yeah, he's got <laughs> his hair looks dumb as fuck, but he is. Uh, it's really good in this trailer, and I, I, I want to paint this picture for you. So it's Monday, so it's yesterday for us. It's Monday, uh, the 9th of December. I'm in a room square like our table yeah, that we're here at. Yeah. So just picture a square table, anybody out there. Um, I'm in the one corner over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's another gentleman over in this corner here. Okay. So we're on opposite sides of the room, complete opposite yeah. sides of the room. We're observing a team huddle. So there's somebody up front running and facilitating this team meeting. There's about yeah. 15 reps in there paying attention. And I'm in this corner. He's in this corner. We're taking our notes. He looks up at me across this big conference yeah. room and holds up his notebook. And all it said was GB question mark. And I was like, 
I like lipped. I was like, Ghostbusters? He's like, did you watch? Oh my God. That's like, hilarious. I haven't yet. He wanted to have a full on conversation. I, I wish you did see it. And, and that's how you guys just the whole meeting. Just so afterwards, afterwards we, we usually share feedback. So we go through and we give our feedback. And then after that feedback session's over, he's like, can you hang back? I said, yeah. And I thought he was going to talk more about the huddle and give me some like, real <laughs> stuff. And he was just like, dude, you got to watch it. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. So I waited until today because that's just how I do things. I waited till today when I got home from work, but I finally watched it, and it was really, really, really. Yeah, there was good. you know there was a lot of I think it was um, Harold Ramis's mm-hmm. costume I think in there, and the, when they show for that second, that mm-hmm. was some nice homage to him, and uh, having just the car go through the corn, I was like, oh shit. What I liked, and this was this is not my personal opinion. This was somebody you who said this to me. You got a shooter seat. This is somebody that <laughs> nice. I think isn't that one of the kids from Good Boys? It might be. I think he's it one of the be. three kids be. from Good Boys. The kid be. who likes to sing. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's the. It I didn't. I only saw him for like a split yeah, second. It was quick. It but was I'm quick. pretty sure it's the kid who liked to sing. I think I remember that voice anywhere. But uh, this is not my personal opinion. This is somebody who said this to me, and I just happened to agree with it. Um, he said, "What I loved about this trailer was the 2016 Ghostbusters tried to make a spooky movie into a flat-out comedy, yeah. and it missed on all levels. Yeah. This is going back to that." thrillery mystery kind of maybe a little spooky to what it was with a yeah. comedy undertone. undertone and i agree with that now that I've, yep. he said that to me before i watched the trailer now that i've watched it i completely yeah. agree with that and with pa- that paul idea. rudd solid casting paul rudd's great oh that's a great replica oh geez and then, yeah then you have the walking dead reference mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah he did say like, that. Yeah, yeah. so i i would say that this trailer did everything right it didn't show any of the old characters yeah, it didn't show dude it didn't show slimer it didn't have well the, i think you see the green light yeah you see like the, the light, light of him going through but, yeah. and that's but we didn't like see yeah. slimer's so, yeah, face there. We didn't get the Ghostbuster theme. I am so Wait, happy with that. I did see a leaked picture of Finn Wolfhard in the costume. In the Ghostbusters outfit? Yeah. That's fine. I, I, we, like, we I, mean, I was that. like, alright, cool. Like, damn, this kid's cool. He's growing up in the Stranger Things. He's getting Ghostbusters. <laughs> he's got it. I was he's like, this a, guy's he's, in he's everything. In a, he's in a band. Yeah, dude, he's doing it all. Hey. So what I like, I just appreciated Problem. where we're at. Like with this film, it's completely different. What I what I do appreciate is it's completely retconning. They even make a reference. That the 2016 doesn't exist. They make a oh, reference no, in the trailer no. if you go back and watch it again. So like they're completely retconning that, which Paul, what, Feig? Feige? Paul Fe- Feige. Paul Feige. Something like that. Yeah, he uh, he even said, like, hey, nice job. Like, I done goofed. Like, you're making yeah. a really good film here, it looks like. So I appreciate that. Um, uh, he, just, he, like, he took his, he took <coughs> yeah, his shot and he yeah, missed. Yeah, I, I just – I really like where this is headed. Do I love the over – Dependence on the kid characters again. We're going back yeah. to like kids save the world. Like I wish it wasn't that, but then if it wasn't that, we'd be getting a full fledged remake, and I don't want that either. So I like that they're the grandkids or the whatever kind of. I think they, re- they kind of met in the middle. The so here's your Paul Rudd character. I would and hope I'm that Paul sure Rudd is one of the like, Ghostbusters. Like, there's oh. you're going to see Dan Aykroyd or somebody. No, I, they're all going to be yeah. in it, which I, I I like that. But I think it's going to be the three kids, and Paul Rudd's going to be the fourth one, yeah. the experienced one who like gets them over the hump. I think he's going to be like. The so look at race. look at that antique. Yeah, you know, and, like, and that so, was cool. Um, and then I think the the three remaining uh, Ghostbusters alive that are coming back are going to give them the sage advice, the yeah. wisdom, and things like that. Like more of a pep talk yeah. than actual. I don't think all seven of them are going to get at the end and. And, I kind of hope that happens. And like one stream trying to trap the ghost. I, I want I, it. That's like some conjuring shit. I don't know if I want that, but I'm really happy with this trailer. And I think like of all the ones we watched outside of the boys, this may have been my favorite 
But I don't know because in two trailers from now, there's another one I really like too. What did you think of the No Time to Die trailer? Dude, I can't freaking wait. I, he's my favorite Bond. I think I've been pretty vocal on this podcast saying Daniel Craig is my favorite. Recently just watched Casino Royale again, which I told you to watch, but you have not. And I still watched it again, even though you still haven't watched it the first How time you yet. Know? And it was still great. If it's your pick of the week, I'll find out. Because if it's not, then you didn't watch it. Um, I, I kind of I like. He's they, that confident. I'm gonna love that movie. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I, 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 I kind of see what they did here. You know, he's retired. The new Bond. It's, it's, it's a woman taking his place. Then are they out to kill him? Or they're kind of bringing back Christoph Waltz. And they're, they're. they're I like his character. He was in it for two seconds, but he's got the messed up so, eye. He's kind of like yeah. Because what, what, what happened from like? Yeah, I, I don't want to know. I, think I don't want to know. There, I, I don't think. want to know. But just let it go. It's <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs> like he's just. Like him now, like I kind of got like almost like so much Christoph Waltz movies at once. Like I, but kinda, he's never the main guy though. I know, but there's when he just chews up a scenery. I like him. It, no, I, I I like him too. Let me, when I just okay. when I see him in everything. Let me play devil's advocate. You're about to get Gustav Fring, Gustavo Fring, his guy in The Mandalorian, and in season two of The Boys. And in you know he's and in, I watched The Godfather of Harlem and he's the main. In that. So like, but he's great. But he what? But it, so is Christoph Waltz. But when he chews scenery, sometimes it's just like, Oscar. come on, just, just give it I, up. See, I'm a huge Christoph Waltz fan. I mean, I, I like him. I don't hate the guy. It's just, I just, I think I got burned I out from him. I can't play that He's card. the same guy every, oh, he's just the same weirdo. And it is every movie. <laughs> is that, are you trying to do a German? Uh, no, a German I, I, just lo- I just looked up and I was <laughs> trying to think of a quote of a movie that he was in. I like. I, I go back. One of my favorite all-time Christoph Waltz scenes is in *Inglorious Bastards* when he, they have the apple turnover and he just wants to put the cream on it. Yeah, it's, that it, to me was iconic. That scene yeah. and the and the opening scene with the floorboards and stuff. But still, I am a huge Christoph Waltz fan. So like when I see him in a movie, if he doesn't dominate the screen, he's just making a cameo or like a very very like back burner yeah. appearance. I I'm and, totally and this is, cool you know, with it. It's going to be Daniel Craig's last outing as Bond. It's been pretty vocal even way before this. We didn't think he'd be back for this. So to get one more out of him, I'm, I'm I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I I watched the trailer. To me, this is a very John Wick ideology. Um for me, I waited till all three John Wicks were out before I even watched them and was like, "Okay, let me just binge them all and then I can get there." I think I learned a lot from that experience of by the time I got to so the what third you're one, about to do the same thing for So what but I what I learned is I, I by the time I got to the third one I was very burnt out. So I don't want to do that again. Just I watch the really, Royale 2 months, watch the second one. That's my one. plan. Yeah. So maybe I already did. So like I want to space them out. If it's not in the pick of the week, I'm out. We'll find out in about an hour and a half. I walk. <laughs> um I want to space them out and I want to watch them not just back to back when I have some free time. I really want to space it so I don't feel like I'm just suffocating that universe because I watched this movie or this trailer and I said, this is such a Sam trailer. Like lots of good action. Looks like Daniel Craig almost does his own stunts. Like he doesn't, but he he does. He does a lot. He does a lot. he, He really got hurt on set. Yeah. Filming it. So, and then it didn't have much story at all until they kind of about, two-thirds of the way through the trailer, I started getting into some plot lines, which is where I started to get interested. Um, so again, not my favorite of the week. It seemed to me like just generic action movie number five. But I'm cool with that because there's a bigger arc here at play that I haven't seen yet. And once I dive into that world, I'm going to be really excited to continue. Yeah, you got along. like six to eight hours of Bond to catch up on. Yeah, I mean, I got like 30 hours of Bond to catch up on, man. But I just, I don't see myself watching the Pierce Brosnans again and the other Bonds yeah. before Daniel Craig again. I'm just going to probably just start with the Craig's the as, Craig as saga you should, as you should and and move forward. But this trailer to me was 
just an another action movie for now. Yeah. Like once I see the rest, I'll be like, oh shit, I can connect some dots yeah. and maybe it'll be a little bit better for me. Uh, what'd you think of the free guy trailer? Deadpool without his costume. I'm is not... that what you is that what you think? Dude, any any movie you see Ryan Reynolds, like Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool every movie. Detective Pikachu. Every movie is the same guy. <laughs> but I'm in. I love Ryan Reynolds. I'm gonna see it. It, it. it looks funny. So if you don't know and and this movie is, like, kind of coming out of nowhere. It comes out pretty relatively soon. I think January. Yeah, it's real fast. So, like, it, there's not a lot of marketing behind this for he months. He has, like, two, three movies coming out in, it's, like, the same month. It's pretty nuts. So, what the premise of this movie is, Ryan Reynolds is in a video game world as a normal human being. And uh, he's one of the NPCs, the non-playable characters, one of the background characters who is just kind of there in video games that are... You know, mining coal okay. or getting the paper or they get shot. Like, yeah. he's one of those characters. He's not a main character. And all of a sudden, he decides through a series of events, he's I want to become yeah. a main character. And he kind of rewrites himself as just not a background character anymore. And it's like t- t- taking you through his arc. And it actually has some pretty neat visuals when he oh, finds his glasses. Yeah. And, like, there's one shot that looked like a crazy good video game perspective shot that I've seen in a million different video games. And not because it's video games, not because it's Ryan Reynolds, but just as a, this is not a remake, this is not a sequel, this is not it's something, something we see. This is a brand new IP, and it's pretty like to me. This is live action. Ralph breaks the internet. Like it's yeah. It's just a guy yeah. who's in a bigger universe and he yeah. wants to make himself better. Like, I, I think if you like but, Ryan Reynolds, I think you'll be fine. To go see this movie, and I think we're going to be okay. It's it's a comedy, but it's going to have some some serious stuff in there. I I just really like it. What I don't know a lot of the main the female in that. Did you recognize who that was? Not nothing's jumping. Out I can't. Mind. I can't remember who that was, but I didn't see her in a lot of things. I'm just gonna really quick look up um, who the was that a Netflix movie or is that the other one, or is that the Six Feet Underground or the Six Underground Club? Because Ryan O'Hay has two movies coming out. I think one's in December, one's in the beginning of January. Gotcha. This is a uh, Jody Comer. It looks like is going to be the. Oh right, wait. Oh, was she in uh, Judge Dredd? She. With Carl Urban. Judge Dredd. What what year was that? Maybe 15, 14? No. Pissed. Thought it was her. I thought she I thought she was the, the rookie. No. For a second. Uh Jody Comer. Yeah, that's like that looks who it's Oh, you know who's in it? Joe Keery's in it. He is uh Steven yep, in Stranger, Stranger Things. things. Yep. Yeah. That's right. I saw him and I was like, oh okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, he had a quick one second one shot. Very, in the very yeah. quick. But he looked exactly like yep. Steve Harrington. Yep. He had the same haircut Steve. and everything. So I was like, okay. I'm, I hope, I'm I'm I hope he just plays a guy named Steve, too. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> what did you think of the last trailer that we have in movies, uh, Mulan? And I think I said this when they released the, the teaser Original like a month yeah. ago. Like, I growing up, I never watched Mulan. Same. I had no – like, zero winters. But this movie looks I, – I, it looks beautiful. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this could be Disney's – one probably could be their best live action. And I'm and this coming guy that's never seen Lion King or The Jungle Book. And I think this one could be better than all of them. The live action. Yeah, you saw Aladdin? No, I did. So I didn't even. I didn't even see that one. And did I'm you see still Beauty and the saying. Beast? Yeah, I did. I okay. did see that one. Okay, gotcha. But I'm still saying that I think Mulan looks like trailer wise. Yeah, that looked great. Dumbo had a pretty good trailer. Shame the movie wasn't great. But Dumbo, I yeah. literally teared up. That's, that's a shame. That was a heartbreaking I, I st- trailer. I don't even know if I want to see it. <laughs> I'm, I will not. Be I don't know. It now. This trailer to me. Oh, God. I have no idea what to think about it. Like, of all five, this is where I found myself, like, so not apathetic. Like, I do care. I just don't know if I care a lot. Um, 
I, I maybe watched the animated one once in the background when I was a kid. I couldn't tell you what happens. Don't know the. Really, I don't know anything. But I got the. But the problem with like the Disney trailer, it literally gives you the entire premise of the film in the trailer. So I now know like. Dad has to go to war, but he can't because he's crippled. She wants to be that. She pretends to be a boy. She blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. So she goes to war and fights as a samurai or whatever. So maybe not a samurai, but definitely a warrior. So I'm like, okay, cool. I like the choreography of the beautiful. of the martial arts. I like yeah. the fight scenes. I like the um, the training where they're all doing synchronized stuff like that. Like I like the shots yeah. of so far, like the camera work and stuff. I just don't know if I'm going to give a shit about the premise so I don't know if I'm going to give a shit about the movie. Like, yeah. they've gotten rid of a really popular song. They're making it, like, a little less of a musical, more of just a straight story. Yeah. I don't know how fans are going to like that. I also don't know how popular this movie still is in 2019. And if it needed a live-action I remake. thought they had that just with Disney doing. You know, they're just going down their, their own fucking catalog. I, oh, let's do it. I say this with all due respect. It doesn't mean that it's right. Just because well, they're doing it doesn't make it right. Like, I won't be surprised till every damn D- or Disney movie has like a we live got Lady action. and the Tramp. We're getting Little Mermaid soon. Like there's so many on the horizon. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Was Pinocchio's in the works? And it, there's a whole there bunch was of already stuff. a Pinocchio with Jonathan Taylor Thomas back in the '90s. I wouldn't be surprised if Hercules and Hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, we already got technically two Her- what, Hercules movies. What if it's what if they remake A Bug's Life with just ants? No, that's actually it's, ants. It's life. Uh. <laughs> I was going to say it's just the movie Ants with a Z. That movie was edgy. Saw that one growing up. But yeah, I, I just, this trailer to me, I just, like, I didn't hate it. I was just like, okay, cool. Another Disney live action. I, I've seen it in theaters. Funny, actually, funny that the free guy is made by Fox, um, which now owned by Disney. In the beginning of the free guy trailer, it was like from the makers of Aladdin, Lion all, King. All, all the, and then it said the... twice. <laughs> like, it was it was actually a pretty yeah, nice shot right. there at the yeah, live action. It was Deadpool, but just Ryan Reynolds without the costume. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see it that far. I think Deadpool is a little even more fourth wall breaking. I didn't get a lot of fourth wall in this in the Did free guy trailer. The camera? That doesn't mean it's fourth. Wall. Totally like like <laughs> look at the camera, said something, and look back at you. I can't remember. Uh, Sam, give us the latest updates. Now that we're past the trailers, we're into the news. Give us the latest on this whole Snyder cut drama. Well, basically, uh, Zach, Snyder, I forget what what's like um, site. What site he or well, he uses an app. Tumblr? He don't. He he don't. Is that what he Tumblr, uses? Yeah. So that's what he uses, and he put out that. Yes, this, maybe maybe immature, but I think. I, I, yeah, he uses one of them. I don't. I don't use it, but I, I follow a lot of people that do follow him, and basically he says yes, it exists. There's an exact runtime. He he actually commented to another guy saying, "Hey, well, Batman." It was suggested it was two hours or was two hundred fourteen minutes long, and then some guy commented, "Oh, I guess my thing was, oh, that's probably just like the first, like the cut lent down." And Zach Snyder said, "No, that cut was actually five hours." The final cut was two two hundred fourteen minutes. Snyder commented on the dude. So, unless someone hacked his account, well, there. So, because you don't use the site and all you saw were screenshots, they could have been photoshopped. But like if you go other, on, but other sites also had that 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 same picture and confirmed that they were well, they weren't just a Joe Schmo site. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I just would have liked to. I don't use Tumblr either. I just because like it's one of the guys Tumblr that's in the uh, the I'm in the um, the Rose Gallery. It's a Facebook group, and all them guys follow it and they love it, and they wouldn't post if it was bullshit. They wouldn't just throw shit up if it's fake. So I know I know. I, I think real. I think that he, when it comes directly from him, like he's got good intentions. And, he knows it exists. And even the one uh, the, the one of the writers, he was do, doing an interview, and he said there will be more to come. News following the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Just give it a few months. Legit. Said inter- interview word for word. I watched it. I just don't. 
that well, film, the movie's not done. Like all these people that are like, oh, Snyder Cut's I just think the media has us done. think what you're thinking. The media has you thinking that. And I think Zach's just been sitting back like, this movie's been sitting here on the shelf. Which that's the picture you got was movies on a shelf. I think it's been sitting there and we're yeah. waiting. And when it happens, I'm going to be like, yeah. I'm, I'm, someone had have faith, and I know I'm not the only one. There's obviously millions of people that are still waiting for this shit. The just the money that it would cost them to make it, I just don't think it's done. But Greg, what I'm saying, what if it's, it's already done? done? I know that's what I'm saying. There is no money. It's done. No, oh, they have to market it. Marketing is millions. The marketing has already dollars. been done for two plus three years of just Snuttercut hashtag over a million hashtags. It would. It still needs to be marketed. Dude, when it comes to HBO Max, just watch. That's what I said. Everyone will get there that first month. HBO will be fine. And then they will dwindle off. They're there for the Snyder Cut. When I'll still buy them when, when you get your 30-day trial. I just, I just again, I don't believe that it's done. Do I believe that it exists? I probably do. And again, I'm an unbiased and, third and party. The, and the guy said the movie that we saw was 10% Zach's. That, yeah, that was I the guy's writer that, that said it. I'm not saying that Joe Schmo was here. Hey, that say, suggests the guy that, that he it. saw it. Or a producer or whatever the hell the guy's That suggests was. that he saw it. If he knows, no, no, you know, he saw the Justice League that was released, and I, and I think if you're producing a movie, you saw what Snyder had. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I would like to think it, if I have money, I'm back in a movie. I want to see what the fuck you're doing. Nah, you don't have to see every cut of it though. I want to see something. It doesn't mean he was in an editor's room. I'm not mean. saying. I'm it doesn't mean he's in an editor's room. Like he, all the shit that hits the cutting room floor, you you don't know. Like when you're a producer of a movie, that doesn't mean you. Every second. I'm, I'm not Greg. I'm things? not saying he's there every second, but I'm saying for you to say this on an interview and the physical come up, wait a few months more is going to be out about this. I'm sure he did, ain't just going to fucking come out of fucking this, that second. Oh, let me just drop this bomb right here. Yeah. I think it was this more planning than I think there's more methods. Of, you know, someone's planning. It's this. subliminal marketing, but I also don't. I also like they could be very well working on it now in the back end, and everybody has NDAs and they can't talk about it, and it's being edited like as we speak right now, completely plausible that that is happening absolutely and they might just say you know what now that it's good let's tease it a little bit we'll wait till whenever and we're just going to drop the thing or we're going to give it a release date at i don't know if there's if comic-con 2020 is the place for that or what's hall h is that for comic-con that dc usually has their big presence there like maybe that's the place i i don't know uh, because I would assume it would take at least until then to make sure that this is right as rain, ready to go. So I do think, do I think there's something there? Yes. Do I think it's done? I, I don't. I mean, like you can, I don't just because there is a photo of some movies on a shelf, subliminal, good little thing. I, I like the idea of like that little teaser image, but to me, like there is millions that have to be spent on CG and like, you're, you assu- to, you're assuming you need- that you're assuming that it needs millions of dollars to finish a movie. Okay. Not not this movie. Okay. A movie needs millions in CG. Yeah. That's just what it is. That means you have to have a team. Look at the when credits roll in a movie. Look at the list of editors alone. Just editors, M- fucking miles and miles. It's the half the goddamn reason credits are fifteen minutes long. It's just that all the people have to work on that. And if you have to assemble a team of people that big to work on a film, if it's not done, that that's going on this premise. There's also the other thought that you have that's either done or very very close to it. That there's a lot of people, a lot of cooks in the kitchen on this. And for it not to have leaked yet is astounding to me. So God bless them if they have the most tight-lipped marketing group on the planet or the most tight-lipped group of editors. I just wonder, just like everybody else, 
I just want to see it happen for my boy Sam. Yeah, I appreciate At this it. point, I don't give a fuck if yeah. I ever watch this yeah. movie or not. And if it comes out, who knows if I'd ever watch it. The Justice League was just a bad movie to me. If this is a completely different project, obviously I'd, I'd, I would watch it. I'd, I'd be completely interested. Well, in once point. you hear the guy say 90% of it was fucking Josh, it's like, of course I want to see what the hell <laughs> Zach had in mind. Joss. But Josh. Yeah, Whedon, Joss. Man. I call him Josh. Fuck him. <laughs> Two S's. This is the guy that brought you the Avengers. Don't, don't fuck him. Uh, I only like you, one of them. The guy who brought you Buffy. He's, always, he's one for two. Didn't like Buffy. I like Firefly. He got one. That's <laughs> so, where he gets one. So you one. got two pieces of Joss Whedon content. You like? Do you like Angel? Nope. Oh. I don't like the Dave Boreanaz. Really? Mm-mm. No shit. So you're not a Bones guy? Yeah, it, it sucks. <laughs> Them their faces. Oh, they drink wine. Get fucked. <laughs> Sorry. I Sam's in rare form tonight. I man. Sam is in rare form tonight. Um, we... There was also another thing about this whole you know, Snyder Cut universe, Justice League universe, that there were multiple Justice League movies planned, and Batman eventually was going to die in one of them. Yeah, in the I think he could, again in the Tumblr or the hell he used that because originally it was Justice League was three movies, yeah, and then this one was kind of basically you see Darkseid at the end of this film, yeah, Justice League. Two. Darkseid turned out to be the main villain in this movie, right? Yeah, so in Snyder's he's just a tease. In at the Snyder end. in Snyder's version, he Allegedly. gets he gets killed. Like the pic, he he released pictures of him getting killed, I his head that. ripped off. I saw that. Momoa and Jason Momoa and Wonder Woman kill him early in the film. Mm-hmm. So in in our film, he doesn't even die; he gets sucked back up to Apocalypse. So in two, Justice League takes the fight to Apocalypse and and go there. Superman or uh, Darkseid controls Superman. Justice League gets the shit kicked out of him. Third one, Darkseid comes to Earth, and that's when I guess the Green Lantern Corps. And, but all of them were already in BVS. The Green Light was a Green Lantern. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing shifted. So Josh really like. Put just put the cap on that and push that to the side. Was like, oh fuck this, I'm gonna do this, and I I, I really think that WB dropped the ball by really not believing what the guy set out. You you originally hired him to do this, and he did have a family emergency. True, true, true. But then you know whatever the way through, he just said whatever, yeah, and then said screw your plans. Uh, back onto the Batman himself. A couple stories here in the Batman universe. The Batman's working title is Vengeance, and usually. Which like, is just perfect. Who, yeah, who cares about working titles? Like, Stranger Things 4 has their working title out, but we didn't want to report on it. But I feel like Vengeance actually has some meaning. No, I mean, Batman Animated Series, Kevin Conroy's line was, I am Vengeance. Yeah. I am the Knight. I am Batman. I mean, that's just That's perfect. just a cool little Easter egg. Perfect fucking title. Yeah. Uh, and Matt Reeves, we love when Matt Reeves goes on Twitter and announces the castings, yeah. and he did it again. Matt Reeves announced that Peter Sarsgaard has joined the cast of the Batman he, there's this movie called Shattered Glass. Yep. It's from like 2002 or three. It's about actually starring um, Haley, Haley Hayden Christensen, who was yep. uh, actually Vader in the prequels. Um, he was Anakin. actually in um, Green Lantern also. Oh, no shit. He played the, the doctor. He like mutated. No shit. Yeah. Bill Sarsgaard. Oh, Shattered Glass is about this. He's a writer for the, I believe he come, turns into a writer for the Post, Washington Post, but he it's a magazine maybe even I, I can't remember the Na- the national or something anyway uh peter sarsgaard plays his editor who actually has to fire him and it did it, it's a really he plays a fucking awesome part his new editor his ed- old editor gets fired and he takes over and they like don't see eye to eye and he calls him out for all this plagiarism and oh like, i think i did see that it, movie it's a it's a yeah fucking, it's I a did, great movie he gets caught i actually yeah, oh, recently yeah, I watched it it's based on a true story yeah, i did see this um and, and uh, peter sarsgaard that's one that's probably my favorite cast or, or role he's ever had so it's because i just it, love that it, movie. yo this cast list is, is as a journalism student i had to watch that movie in class in high school 
and college twice. So I've seen the movie in school alone three times. So it's automatically just one of my yeah. favorites. So I like Peter Sarsgaard. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, dude. This is a solid cast. I, I I'm I'm really curious to see yeah. what they what they put together. I hope they finalize Colin Farrell like legitimately uh, finalize. To be honest, him. I I hope we don't get Colin Farrell. You don't want him as Penguin. I, I you just, don't want an Irish Penguin. I just see him too much as Colin Farrell. It's tough for me to get around that. It's uh, it's a real thing. I get it. I it's get tough. it. When actors and, and, themselves and he is so such much. a thick accent. Yeah. But he hides it. He hides it pretty well. But eh, we'll see. You could do a penguin thing and hide that. I think the penguin you can kind of play with that voice a little bit, give it a little bit more creativity. But yeah, um, so another cast member for the Batman, uh, Batista, Dave Batista, WWE Hall of yep. Famer 2020, Dave Batista, along with the NWO, was spotted in the DC offices, or at least in a pitch room or a meeting room with the DC logo in the bat background, or maybe it was the Batman logo. He posted a picture on Instagram with the WB lot behind him. Yeah, that's it. Um, there could be two things here. Could this be the Batman or could this be Suicide Squad? Because he did go on Twitter uh, yep. a little bit ago and said, Hey, James Gunn, I want to work with you again. And we all Let know he's literally Squad. filming Suicide Squad. Yeah. People are saying, obviously Bane, he's obviously built to be Bane, but I, I'm, I'm almost Baned out. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm okay if we skip Bane for a couple movies. Even if he's just a, even if he's not. The main villain, Bane, I, I like would like. Got. I think he he could be a really awesome Solomon Grundy. We don't see him in any movie yet, have we? I don't think we've seen. He, Solomon you Grundy. saw him in Gotham, right? But we haven't seen him in a film. No, yet. he was never in a film. But any Gotham, of the, he was the pretty Nolan good. Trilogy. No, he was ne- never live action besides Gotham. But yeah. I, I think he could. Then three, I think he'd be cool. Yeah, you're even you're KG Beast. He's a big beast. You know the perfect casting. I guess he's Russian. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got Disney. So we're going to do a couple Disney. Marvel stories here, and then we're going to hit back to DC there, too. Uh, Disney passes $10 billion this calendar year alone at the box office. Becomes the first studio to ever pass $10 million in the calendar year. Plus, they still have Star Wars. That's another $2 billion in their yeah, pocket. Disney just owns the world. They're, they're just too powerful. $12 billion no one can compete with from Disney. their movies. That's not the streaming service. No. The television shows. The channel. ABC. ESPN. Fox. Hulu. All the other things that they own. Holy shit. Just sh- What ivory tower is Bob Iger sitting up in, like in fucking Rapunzel? And just up in his tower, stroking his hair with a fucking all, all, chameleon. They, they take three billion of that and say, well, that's just Greenlit season, or Mandalorian season two. I paid for that. What's next? Over here, oh, Moonlight on. Okay, oh, they're yeah. all paid for. Next. All those MCU shows that were going to bring WandaVision. You need all that shit. Oh, my God. I mean, hey, this is better for us. That just confirms that we're definitely getting it. They didn't have a bad year. Keep giving us more. Is Disney ever going to have a bad year? Like we talk about Star Wars I mean, fatigue, I, I we talk about we talk about Marvel fatigue, and those are subsidiaries of Disney right now. So like, yeah, let's take a little bit of a break from Marvel, which we're actually in the midst yeah. of now, which I appreciate. We're going to get a little bit of a Star Wars hiatus, which I appreciate as well. But will we ever get a Disney hiatus? And I I say that because if all these live action films that aren't doing great critically, financially they're doing yeah. just fine. Critically, I'm kind of getting tired of that. Are you going to get more animated films or CG films? Like, is there a point where we're like, okay, Disney, enough? Or do they just have to keep chugging the machine? And I think they can keep I think the that's machine. That's just the nature of the beast. You I think to. they can keep the machine going if they come up with some more new IPs that join the Disney family. Like, all the things that happened in the 80s, 90s, even maybe even the early 2000s, you feel like they're all one Disney. I know all those characters, all these things. But, like, the past few years, the Disney movies that were brand new IPs that have coming out, they don't feel like they fit. Like, I don't look at Belle 
and Ariel and Snow White, they're all like the original yeah. princesses. And you have these newer characters like Brave. I don't feel like the Brave main character fits in with the typical Disney princess. I get that that's intentional. But like they feel to me like two different Disneys. And I'm okay with that. I think if Disney can find its way of like continuing to come out with new IPs but making them relevant to how we feel. I think in like 2019, there's so many different types of people on the earth and this the culture is different and the oh, so shit, you want new ips i can't even keep up what they have now not a lot just like one or two to keep it relevant Christ. when the ball needs to be I'm rolled, barely i'm hanging by a thread of everything we're getting now. disney disney plus is is quite frankly spoiling us and they could just throw whatever they want and we're going to find out there's even more stuff coming to disney plus that was announced so like they're in the machine. They they are the machine, quite frankly. Uh, there is a Brazilian Comic-Con experience 2019 that happened recently, and a couple things uh, came out of it. One thing that was supposed to come out of it but was fake and didn't, which we're not going to talk about, that hopefully will happen soon. But not only did the Eternals get a little bit of footage shown, but Birds of Prey, so a little Marvel, a little DC, uh, both of them got footage shown there at this Brazilian Comic-Con experience. So expect something stateside soonish i haven't heard anything yet of eternals because they're still got to be early in shooting there's no way they're yeah. they could be close to being done yeah to me um, this was a, apparently I, just a tease i did hear they saw black mask in his suit and mask and they said he did look cool so that's that's all i know I, but other than that I, I don't know what else was shown yeah and i, I would just like soonish like i would say in the next six months maybe Five months or oh, we so. Get, we better that movie comes out next year. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Eternals needs advanced marketing, but I also think of the strategy they pulled with Guardians. The first Guardians did not get a lot of like big push before it came out. They kind of just like let it come out and virally take over yeah. at that point, and then that movie became a smash hit. And now look where Guardians is in popularity today. Unfortunately, we won't be getting a third one for a while. But that movie, this has like the chance to be the new Guardians. That's what I feel like the Eternals can kind of plug in and be. Yeah. You have uh, Kit Harrington. You have Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. You have a star-studded kiss. I think uh, Millie Bobby Brown, I think, is even in it, too. So you have a lot of really good people Mailed in this. Eternals, yeah. yeah. Birds of Prey also got some. They got not only a trailer, but like the opening scene of the film. And apparently this film, what people have been saying, the initial reaction is it's very Pulp Fiction-ish. Huh. Which I don't know how to take. It, it, it just, from the first trailer, it just looked like it was all over the place. So they, they, they still got more to prove to me. Yeah. Um, I should have probably talked about this after the Wonder Woman trailer, but it looks like a Wonder Woman spinoff about the Amazons may be on the table, but not with Patty Jenkins directing. More of a producer yeah. role. Um, but this is just more movies for DC that aren't the main. They're trying to build the universe yeah, which, and the which, lore. I mean, hey, which it could be cool because when they shot in Themyscira, it was beautiful. Everyone loved it and everyone raved about the Amazon. It makes sense. Hey, you know, I don't see how that movie's gonna do well. I just keep it low budget. Yeah. I would, I wouldn't go like anything. That's a that's a tough one though because that setting is so gorgeous and yeah. that, that's a that's a lot of CG to make yeah. it look that way. Yeah. Like if you're gonna set it on that planet, you, you that can keep, be expensive. Uh, if you keep it under like eighty, I think you'll be. We're okay. not we're not Joker walking down a rainy rainy okay. stairwell right. here. We're in fucking some make believe right. goddamn Absolutely. thing riding goddamn fake ass animals. Like it could be it could be difficult. I mean, listen. Patty Jenkins, respect. Respect, Patty Jenkins. Back to Marvel, because we're going all over the place. Because guess what? After this, we're going back to... No, we're staying in Disney, so yep. we should be we're good. good. Uh, Venom 2 may be R-rated, or rated R, given the success of Joker, says producer Matt Tomek. So we actually have a producer in the film saying, hey, listen, we saw it. We saw the success. We know how well R-rated superhero slash comic book films can do. Let's maybe take that approach with Venom 2. I just would have figured... 
it's a little late for that. No, just you said the same shit for the first one. It was PG-13. You guys bitched out because you didn't believe in your product. Joker did, and they nailed it. Now you guys are trying to, oh, R should be rated R. Ah, go fuck yourself. I would have felt you like... bitched out the first time. If they were R, they would have already shot R stuff. And then well, they're, I remember, still, they're still early, too. I remember the first one. You're right. They, there was that whole thing. We all expected it to be R the whole they time. They said it was R. And then we got the trailer, and at they the end it said PG-13. I remember talking about that on this show. That's a good point. I didn't even think about the first So to film. me, that means uh, that means that means shit to me. That's a good point. A Prince Anders Aladdin spinoff film is in development for Disney Plus. And if you're asking yourself, who in the God's Green Earth is Prince Anders? Well, go watch the live action Aladdin, the new one. He's in there. Won't play a prominent role. He plays a decent role. I thought that movie sucked. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. So it's I, awful. I don't, I don't even know who he is. So it's not uh, again. Hint. It's not going to make my top three worst of the year when we do that in a couple weeks. But. It's a pretty offensively shit movie, and yeah. I don't think it, it was necessary. But hey, listen, he'll get his own spinoff. It's on Disney Plus too, which is safe. Like you don't have to worry about theatrical yeah, pull. Smart move. It's on Disney Plus. They'll stream it. They'll pop it all over the front page, right next to whatever MCU show is out at the time. People are just naturally going to click on it because it'll say from the creators of Aladdin yeah. or in the Aladdin universe, and people just naturally will gravitate yep. towards it. So it'll get its views. It just remains to be seen if it's going to do well. And I feel like something similar for this movie too. But this is a movie that speaks to you, Sam. Togo gets a trailer and will be releasing on Disney Plus in just 10 days on December 20th. And if you guys, I hope, if, you, if you're 30-ish or around that era, you might remember an animated show or movie called mm-hmm. Balto. Balto was great. Where a dog, there's um, there's kids that are really sick and they're out of time. But there's a huge storm coming. They need to get this medicine. Point A to point B, huge storm. Takes these dogs. The dog's kind of old. Hey, you, you you don't know if he can make it anymore, but he toughs it out. They make it through this crazy ordeal, and they, and they save the kids. So th- this, hey, <laughs> this is if they keep it to the animated, but this is William Defoe. This isn't – well, Togo was another dog. Yeah, but it was so it was based – They were it was, together. It was based – well, Balto was based, based on, on, Togo. on Togo. But I, this is like – it like just became like my most hyped movie that I want to see immediately, and I think it Today's. looks great. For people hearing this, it's only like seven. Yeah, days. so to, to be on Disney Plus like this probably so next will be Friday a day we'll you're watch. gonna go Mandalorian and then right into Togo. It, it, it could be like. right in the morning. That or try and bang out Harley Quinn because that's only oh, like right. twenty two minutes. Right, I would probably go Harley first because then you could just keep Disney Plus on. You're gonna switch apps back and forth. Uh, could be a rough I, I life know. hitting that triangle button on PlayStation. Could be a rough. I, do, life. I actually watch a lot from my computer to be honest. Even with the yeah. PlayStation app, I guess that's just habits. I got, I got a good monitor. It's habits too. You've been doing it for so long. I do the same thing. Yeah. I have yet to watch The Mandalorian on a screen larger than an iPad. Yeah, I prefer that's to watch my shit on an iPad with headphones. Yeah, I can put it right here, Sam. It's a big screen TV to me. Yeah. when it's an inch away from your face. Yeah, I guess I enjoy watching I things guess. on my iPad. I don't know why. <laughs> Most movies I enjoy watching on my iPad. It's just. I guess that's how you get used to watching yeah. things. The Irishman hits 17.1 million unique viewers on Netflix in its first five days, and now it is up to over 26 million. And of those 26 million, all of them completed at least 70% of the film. So that's, that's impressive. That's not even counting the people that didn't. So we're at 26 million that have completed 70% of a three and a half hour movie. So all the people that watched an hour, yeah. hour and a half, that doesn't even count. So we're probably in the 30s I see, and I see at that it. point. I seen the Irishman. It was it was a long film. Yeah, we're it's a uh, because we're all Christmased up right now. Haven't watched it, but before the end of the year, I'm gonna watch it. So I will definitely have a judgment if it makes my top three. List I mean, I, I could probably agree with a, a, a few people to say that you know there could have been some scenes that could have been trimmed down a little. bit. I don't it's, think it could have been three and a half hours. I would 
absolutely say no matter what. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco's part, great. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. I love Joe Pesci. Dude, dude just, to me, it, it's just seeing Pesci, just seeing Al, it, just seeing them guys work with each other. Didn't it take place in Philly, too? I, it, there was like, it, it wasn't Philly. A lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot of it wasn't Philly. Yeah, which is cool. I like that our city's getting credit. And it's just, you know, they're, they're, you know, you see some fucked up shit in it, but it, it just kind of reminded me of the old school mob movies. movies that you don't, that we don't see, like, you don't see this that much anymore. Like you this, really don't. You know, so to me, I appreciate like it for what it was. Squad. <laughs> yeah, like it. Decent, that was but... it was decent, but you know, this it, it was still a good film. Yeah, it reminds you of the nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties gangster flick. Yeah, I mean, again, I would I wouldn't say, oh my god, best movie ever, best mommy, but I would say I think everyone should see this at least once. Yeah, we'll watch it before the end of the year, and then yeah. and we'll make sure that the uh, that it's in contention at least for film of the year. Who knows? It'll actually make the top three that we do. It's always my favorite episode. Of the year to do besides the E3 stuff. A new Planet of the Apes film is in development from the Maze Runner director, Wes Ball. Again, I think it's a little early. I, feel like I we... would agree because it's not a fourth film in that yeah, series. It's just War a, of the Planet cut that. Like, we so. just got a trilogy. So I feel like the last one was like two years ago. Like, yeah, I, I uh, agree. It's it was, uh, I think it was 15 or 16. I think it was 15. Like, I, I, I can wait. Like, I'm good. You know, like, come on. You, 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 you can think of something else, Wes Ball. I, I'm at a point where I love the Planet of the Apes franchise. I love that last trilogy. Yeah. I am not ready for a brand new. Yeah, you're not ready to start over. Start over. I don't yeah. need it. Yeah. You're going to give me James Franco again and fucking what's his face? Well, you only got him in the first one and the second one you get a picture. Yeah, you get <laughs> one pi- And then the third one you get almost no mention whatsoever. I think you get a flashback at like the beginning. You no, know, you, you get a piece. He's a smaller picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you see his headshot. You probably get more Jonathan Lithgow than you do James Franco in that goddamn movie. I think you get more freaking uh, Brian Callen screen time in Joker than what he got. <laughs> All right. We have our top 10 for the box office this past week. Number 10. Uh, guess what? Joker, no longer on the list, finally goes off. God, it's coming on Blu-ray in like a week. God rest its soul. Number 10, falling from number 9 at $1 million is Last Christmas. Number 9, falling from number 8 at $1.9 million is Midway. Number 8, falling from number 7 is Playing with Fire at $2 million. Number 7, falling from number 6 at 2.8 is 21 Bridges. Number 6, all the way up from number 19 at 3.9 is Dark Water. So big ascension there for Dark Water. Oh, yeah, okay. Number five, staying at number five at 5.2 is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Number four, staying at number four is Queen and Slim at 6.6. Number three at 6.65 is Ford and Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari. Number two, staying at number two is Knives Out at 14.2. And number one, staying at number one at 35.1 million is Frozen 2. Still got to see Knives Out. We are not going to do... Um, we are not going to do a upcoming because we're so ahead. The movies are done this year. Yeah. 1917 comes out on Christmas. There's your upcoming. Yeah. We're going to hold off until 2020 when some newer movies come out. We did Star Wars last yes, week. Just get Star Wars. That's, That's it. it. That's all like, you need. There's not many <laughs> other good. films coming out yeah. that we that we want to give you the heads up on except for 1917. And that's really it for the rest of the year. So maybe we'll take a couple episodes off of that. Yeah. And then as we kind of get into 2020 and movies start to pick up, we'll bring back the upcoming. But Sam, I'm going to turn this over to you. Give you the microphone. What did you think as we move into the television section of the program of the CW Crisis on Infinite Earth, episodes one and two? Yeah, one and two. Three is literally sh- playing right now, so I don't... Um, Again, we are shooting on Tuesday the 10th, so all the yeah. rest of it. So I'm full I'll, crossover. Next week, Sam's going to give us So I'll episode. be avoiding 
social media for the next day until I until I see this because you're not gonna go home and watch it tonight. Nah, it's it's too late. After this, I'm gonna go right to bed. I wake up at four. <laughs> but uh, crossover again, like dude, th- I I just can't imagine to to write for all these characters to bring them from all these different shows, all these different Earths to kind of jumble this together to do Crisis. And I think so far, Greg, like, they're doing a great job. I've heard really yeah, fucking good things. It's now. As somebody who has watched exactly three episodes of Arrow, yeah. exactly 20 minutes of the crossover from 2017, because yeah, yeah. we watched it together, oh, I remember. waiting for Danny Stevens to call us. I remember. An hour late. Bastard. <laughs> Do I have to watch all these shows to watch this? Because I've heard good things. And I'd well, like, I mean, all or the- could I go into this cold and just kind of make my and way and through it, at least like- for the first two episodes? I mean... But, like, it, it sucks because, like, there's so many inside jokes. And of, that's what I would miss. And, and, like, it's like, what's the point of watching it, almost? It's like, you're, you're but I mean, it, it's still Maybe good. it's I watch all the CW shit over the next few years as, like, a, this is the end game I yeah, can anticipate. But, I mean, I, maybe you could just go and watch. It's just different just kind of going and watching out everything. Like, you would be like, well, who the fuck's she? Yeah. How did she get here? Who is he? Like, you would be confused of all these characters. This like, feels like a big payoff in a love letter for like the years and years oh, you've spent I, watching CW. I was, shows. You know, not, I mean, not, you know, obviously not just me. Obviously, every just just to do Crisis, like it's just a comic alone. It, it's such a great read. I, I can't highly suggest that comic enough. But to, to do it right, to do it like this, like Brandon Routh, who's playing, you know, Ray Palmer, Adam, while also playing Superman. Yeah. Of kind of bringing it back, he's where he has the, the different suit, and he's playing the Alex Ross, the, the kind of like the Kingdom Come Superman. He's got the gray hair, and he he looks great. Like he grew into Superman like so much better than what he was in what oh six from uh, Superman Returns. And then, like there was part he's fighting himself. Uh, John Cryer's back as Lex Luthor. Saw Tom Welling as they went to his art for Clark Kent, and dude, I was just like. Man, I miss Smallville. Just him, like like nothing, like just look like he just kind of bulked up. Lex Luthor kind of comes for him, and they have some comedy moments. And he kind of looks at him, and and to me, this was like the, like the nod to Smallville, Michael Rosebaum saying, "You're not the real Lex Luthor." And they pay homage to like when he first sees like this other Superman goes, "I love you." You're I'm, I'm all over he the place. Said, I'm, I'm the scenes, the scenes, the scenes playing. I love you. This o- homage. Homage. The, I love you, dude. You're my the, fucking boy. The, 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 the um, what the hell was I going to say? He sees Candace Patton. Yeah. And and there's a moment where he says, "Oh, like, um, Lex Luthor. He's oh, he, what do you mean, Lex? He's he's probably at the White House. He's president. Which that's how the last time you see is Rosenbaum in season ten of Smallville. He becomes the president of the United States. So it's like." There's the call back there. There's her. Erica Durant comes back, calls in Smallville from the show, which was great. I thought that that was like one of the nicest touch. And then to hear Kevin Conroy as Batman when you first hear him. I've been seeing a lot of photos of him on the Instagram and Twitter of like being so thankful to just be on he's, set. He's, he's walking down. You just hear his voice. And I remember watching it. I just smiled because I hear it like I, it's Batman. I hear his voice and it's Batman. Like you don't see him. You just hear his voice and you're just like, oh shit. Like, you know, he's coming. And just to hear, this is like nightmare Bruce Bruce Wayne. This is the Bruce Wayne that loses all hope. That this is a Bruce Wayne that you. I don't think you've seen. I don't anyone seen before. But it, it it's not how I I I. At all the Batman's in the future, this is the one you went to. That would be my only argument. But they did it because there's no way they'd get prop. There's no way they would let Batman be in the show. So I understand that's why it's the nightmare suit or nightmare Batman. 
But it was cool. They had, they showed a Joker card. There was like a Mr. Freeze reference. There was a Riddler cane. So there was some reference. He mentions mentions Clayface. Oh, that's cool. I love Clayface. You know, you, you know, you you know. This is my minor spoilers, guys. If you see this, I'm I'm trying not to say too much, but I don't want to say the reason why he's kind of in his. You see him in this getup. I'll let you guys watch and find that out. But for the first two episodes, I thought they nailed it. One member actually died. I, I saw that on Twitter. I was a little I, pissed. I, I, I won't say you who, who, who I, I saw or that, him or her. I saw that person tweet, and I was like, no. Did you just – like the day after it came out, you got to account for people that haven't watched it yet. I mean, I mean, I think – Even if you wait just a week. Thank God I avoided it and didn't see it because I, I didn't know nothing. I avoided yeah, it. Yeah, he or she tweeted it, and I was like, motherfucker, because I follow that person. But again – in DC, there is something that can bring something back. If you're yeah, familiar with yeah, Batman yeah. lore, which they already did in Arrow in season one and two, so they could potentially come back. But again, I think they outdid themselves. I can't wait to see tonight's episode tomorrow after work. Now, what is it? Uh, what, so is after it five episodes, yeah. Right? So it's five. So we so won't it's get Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, and and that's we won't get the other two episodes until I think January thirteenth and fourteenth. Oh no shit! Yeah, so they're making you wait a little bit. So it'll be again. Uh. So yeah, both one. First cliffhanger, second cliffhanger, so I can't wait to see this freaking cliffhanger. Again, I can't wait. Black Lightning is going to be in this episode. Now, the first one was like a Supergirl episode, right? They just like, that was in the universe. Yeah, so it was like, first one would be Supergirls, then it was Arrow, then it was Batwoman. Okay, tonight. Sometimes I think it's Flash. I think it's Flash. Because then I think it ends. Well, three. This is three. You said Flash. Is it Flash? Well, no, I think it might be Supergirl, Batwoman, Flash. Okay. And then it's Arrow, and then like Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. So Black Lightning doesn't get his own. No, but he 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 comes it, in he comes in this episode. I know, but another cool scene was Captain Cold was played by uh, the guy, the Prison Break star. Uh, I know who you're talking about Dallas. shaved head white guy. Yeah, shit, yeah. So he he was he played the voice of one of the uh, the spaceships. Instead of being back there as Captain Cold, you had Heat Wave, and he played like the voice of of like the, the ship, which was a nice touch to bring him back. That was cool. IGN has reviews for the first two episodes as well, so let's read them off for you. Uh, this is for part one. Crisis on Infinite Earth is undoubtedly the Arrowverse biggest crossover to date. In terms of the sheer number of characters and the scope of the conflict, it dwarfs everything yeah. that comes before it. Yeah. But <clears throat> massive scale is nothing without real human drama anchoring the story. And that's something part one recognized. This episode finds hope as well as tragedy in the deconstruction of the entire universe. And it gives the Arrowverse first hero the send-off he deserves. The bar is set very high, and there are still four episodes left. Eight, five? Nine. Then, then we go into episode two. After the dramatic events of the opening chapter, Crisis on Infinite Earth Part 2 slows down a bit to examine how various new and old heroes are responding to the end times. That shift in focus works. Though the Lazarus Pit subplot raises some concerns. Mm, They they just basically spoil it. (laughs) I don't know what that is, so if I... That's funny. If you... People know what it is. All right. But between giving Smallville fans the closure they deserve with Blank and uh, celebrating yeah. Blank's live-action Blank debut, giving Brandon Routh his, uh, another shot as the Man of Steel, this episode is a superhero's nerd dream come true. 8-0. 8-8. And so I, a I was, 9 and an 8 And they, they do something with Tom Welling Superman that I'm like... I blanked it. And I'm like, no. Even when it happened, I was... even No he, as in like, oh my God, or no as in please don't? No, as in like me, like... 
No, I don't think Clark would have done that. I, okay. I don't think he would have done that because he would have needed it to protect everyone. I don't think he would have done a certain thing. <laughs> All right, well, we know something that needs protecting, and that's our children's ears when it comes to the Harley Quinn show. Sam, yeah. you watched episode two. What would you think? Yeah, I, I think I said well, the quote was like finger, finger bang. Finger bang multiple times. And I think she said, Harley Quinn says it twice. I was like, oh, snap. Like, it, 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 I'm just, like, I told 20 you. 20-something minute episodes, right? Like, short. Yeah, I think it was 22 minutes. And like I told you, I was like, I'm still adjusting to this show. Like I'm not used to seeing Harley Quinn like this. Of We're not going to get this type of Harley Quinn in Birds of Prey. It's more going to be like the Suicide Squad, Margot and, and, and to give everyone reference, like, I grew up on Batman the Animated Series. Like, right. that was, you know, put in and Mr. stuff like that, that. You know, yes, she says that in the show, but she also says some other stuff <laughs> that is not what I grew up with so it just i i like it's a it. shock to your senses it's it, it's just a little bit like i said i needed to marinate i gotta get used to a little bit i gotta get used to you know uh her her voice just you know i, I still see her in the nerd show and so it's still tough for me to go over her voice but this episode they introduced the uh, like the legion of doom which was cool some some funny jokes and and uh alan tudyk is pretty good as joker i'll give alan him credit. good at everything he I, does. I, I give him credit name He's, something alan tudyk's not good at billiards and that's speculation he might be yeah. really good no, he's, he's good no, at everything. He stinks. But <laughs> I, it's it's a it's a show that I would say I would definitely it's worth watching. Judge it for yourself. As long as you don't mind curse words, blood, violence, all that good stuff. It's all animated at least, so all it takes animated. a little bit of the sting away from it when you see animated violence. But it's like it's not just Harley Quinn curse. It's poison ivy. Like it's it's flying. The universe. It's the it, show. It's flying. Yeah. This is not a. This is in response to something you said, but not directed at you. So don't take it this way. Uh, just because it's not what you grew up with doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just yeah. a shock to yeah. your senses. Yeah, that's why I said I'm, I got to let it marinate. Yeah. I, I got to really feel this out. Uh, now moving on to something we both watched. I gave you the mic for a long time. I'm happy that you're happy with everything you're watching. I thought you were going to be giving up on Harley Quinn after the first episode, nah. what you told me about. If but, I'm still watching Walking Dead, come on, right? Yeah, better, but it sounds you know like you're giving now. up on that. Nah, I'm still in. I'm Walking Dead. I'm still on. Based on the what you said last week or two weeks it's ago. It's great. It's the same episode. Everything. Exactly. Everything's the same. That's I'm why I was in. very surprised. I'm in. You said, I think you said something along the lines of, even me, wow. And that to me was like, you're finally going to no, give like, I even questioned no, you. I said, you giving up? People on Twitter were like, oh my God. And I was like, that was the end? That's what everyone... I was like, this is ridiculous. Click. It's like me watching wrestling. It's such a waste of my but time. But you watch it. But I have to... I don't. I gave up on Raw and SmackDown. I don't watch them. Now, I do watch AEW. Which and is I wrestling. Do, and I do watch NXT. So I <laughs> Which still is watch, wrestling. Watch, so I still watch wrestling, <laughs> but just not Raw and SmackDown. Even I recognize that I am just not in a good place with those programs right now. <laughs> uh, what would you think of Season 1, Episode 5 of The Mandalorian? I, I liked it a lot better than Episode 4, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not... I know... I talked to... You know, I talked to Sean... 4 is still the weakest, but... 100% 4 is the weakest. This just still I talked to Sean me. MRC that, you know, our Star Wars... It's his favorite so far, which is shocking, but I can see why. Very, very Tatooine. Very, and, and, very, and, and that's what I think everyone says. Tatooine, like, oh shit, we're here. This is it. Like, oh, oh my god, are we in the same bay? <laughs> it's like, yeah, are they in the, the same bay? Is the same? No, it's not the same base. No, 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 no. Bay, no, no. Hangar ninety six, I think, in the no, film no. I'm saying that fun. people were like, oh, is it the same? Yeah. I know it's not, but like that's the what bar. The, that's what the, the super nerds. One hundred percent. It was. It was based, the same bar. It was, was the same bar. based around the and same he, bar. No, it was. It was the same location. Same bar of, of I, where Han shot first, and they even have the dude sitting like fucking Han did. I thought in the I movie. thought he said it. I thought Charlie said it was a little bit different. Like I thought they said they set it up like the movie. It's there not was, the same cantina. He, he even says the characters from the movie are in the cantina still. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I I'm pretty it was sure it's different. the same one. But I, and like you have 
the rookie sitting just like Han yeah. is in the in A New Hope. So like it's a very large callback episode. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. I'm looking it up right now. It was called uh, The Gunslinger. That's what it was called. Um, this one, it, and again, I didn't two, really care for the rookie character to be honest. He was. I I don't know if it was miscast or when if there's more to it okay. than that. So we do talk spoilers for The Mandalorian. So if you don't want to. Now, this is, again, a week after it's aired, so you should probably have caught up on it by now. But hit hit the forward button for a couple minutes uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers for The Mandalorian. What, what I'm just really trying to wrap my head around is they introduce a new character and they kill him the fuck off in the same episode. Yeah. Episode 1, it was Taika's dro- Taika Waititi's droid. In episode 4, it was Gina Carano's character. And she probably comes back Yeah, I'd eventually. imagine we'll see her. Um, in episode 1 and 2, it's We Have Spoken. He might come back too, especially in season two due to popularity. I would imagine they find a way to write him in. But for now, he's gone. The rookie. They build up this character. The Asian person that they're going after. I can't remember her name. Ming-Na Wen is the that, actress. Yeah, I can't remember her name. In the, she's an Asian she's, to shield. She's, she is the target of the bounty puck. She is like some big deal. Her character in the Star Wars universe, she's dead. So like, Is she though? She got fucking shot. She's still laying there. Unless like who finds her at the end revives her. That's, that's I think they might be stealing her shit. I I, I just think if you're gonna hire me now, when who's <laughs> a, a well-known actress, I, there's just there's more to these it. Than people that. off. I, I think she's coming back. I think the rookie. I think he's dead. He's I, fucked. I, he's I didn't care. I didn't care for him like at all. Yeah, that was, was that little, was my only thing about. This I episode. think they were trying to make him like a young Han Solo, like cocky and this. Oh, and oh that. yeah, but no. But I also think he like he wanted to like. He he like like made it seem like he's more of a rookie than what he was. Right, he was he, very impressive. He made a he end. made a, a pretty quick change of oh no oh, oh you're I'm dead. the villain, and then he walks back, and all of a sudden they cut away from this desert that took him forever to get through, and then boom they're back and at the bay, back, and boom yeah. he shoots him, and boom it's over. Bye credits, and I'm like whoa what the f- where are you developing these characters? Where is the Mandalorian like? becoming a different person or a better person. There was so much of that in the first three when he gets the new armor, when he meets Baby Yoda, and now it's just an escort mission. It's save Baby Yoda this week, give her to a woman to take care of her so he can go off and do his thing. Like, I mean, that was that's so... Gonna be, that's going to be every episode, though. That's, he's, that's, he's, that's he's the take problem. Take care of Baby Yoda. That's, that's the problem. That's I don't want be every episode. eight episodes of a fucking escort mission that I can play in a video game. But that's what we're... I think what was known from episode one that he was going to escort this motherfucker that, back. That is just not what I'm signing up for. I I love the idea of this western, right? But like, okay, perfect example of like how weird this show can be sometimes. Perfect example. They are out on their bikes, the speeder bikes, yeah. out in the desert, and all of a sudden they happen to in this vast, giant, wide fucking desert that is as big as an ocean. They just happen to take the exact course. To where they go up on top of a hill and see that animal dragging the dead guy, which was the setup so she can snipe him. Yeah. Go around. Oh, no, dude, I, I, I thought of that. Too. I was like, huh. The sniper can't ha- does not have infinite range. Go around. Yeah. I was going to say, they could just go back, maybe backtrack a little bit, do a and huge then, circle. And go a huge circle. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to sit there until the nighttime and make a break for and it. And then it's like, man, there she is. We can only go straight. We can only go straight, yeah, and we yeah. got to go at this time. And I, then I'm going to flash banger. It was that's so weird to me. Make it a smaller space. Yeah. Don't make this giant desert because you, you can see how wide and vast it is. Don't make it this thing where we can clearly see plot hole. Yeah. Just go around. Yeah. Like to me, that was so forced. And then she shoots him in his armor twice. 
And he just takes it. He's like, I'm going to go rest. And I was waiting for him to go rest and recharge or feel yeah. hurt or have a limp or something. No, nope. He just takes a snooze and they wake up at night and they he just go. And so like to me, it was very, and I'm sure, listen, Sean's freaking out right now. I'm sure there's explanations for all of this in the grandiose Star the Wars universe. And I'm like, dude, I get it. But for the casual Star Wars fan, which is a lot of folks watching this, half the fucking people watching this that I know are watching it because they see baby Yoda memes everywhere on the internet yeah. and they want to see what it's all about. About. Yeah, it's like, and and then you have the people like us who don't know the entire lore, who just want to be entertained by a fun show and yeah. want and want to love Star Wars. I just don't. So like, there's a lot of that for me too. So I'm like, where do I fucking go with this show? Yeah. Give me Gus Fring's character, and which that, that's who I think it was at the end. A lot of people are saying Boba Fett because of the um, the Spurs making the yeah. noise uh, at the very end, trying to to get this Asian character. I mean, it could, it could be. I it, think it's it Gus Fring's be. character, but they gave you the hint with the the uh, same exact noise from the movie yep. of Boba Fett and his Spurs. Do you think it's Boba Fett or do you think it's Gus Fring's character? If I who is between, named Moff Gideon? I mean, just of what's shown to me, what I guess is from Star Wars. All signs point that it's Boba Fett. All signs point that it's him, but it could just be a misdirection. I'm going to go with it's a misdirect to get you hype, and it's just Moss Gideon. Uh, I'm sorry, Moff Gideon. I want it to be Bill Burr's character. When are we going to see I, Bill I thought I thought we were going to see him with Gina Carano's character, yeah. so I'm like, all right. When are we going to so see Billy? Maybe- we're going to see Billy Blaster. Billy I, Blaster. I hope he's just not in one episode. I would love to see him stick I, around he, for more. His uh, scene was in a hallway, so I have to imagine he's either like I doesn't just, make I it out of that hallway wait. or it's like a one-time deal and we only get him for an episode. I don't know if he's going to be a recurring character. But I think this is Moff Gideon. I think that he might bring her back. Yeah. Again, I can't remember her name, um, but he might bring her back. So I get that. She might not just be a one and done. But there are so many disposable characters and disposable plot lines. To me, if you go from episode one where he finds Baby Yoda to episode six this Friday and you skip two through five, you can catch up. There isn't nothing – there's nothing that you miss except for the soup meme that's hitting the internet right now. Like there's nothing critical to the plot that, that happened that, that, except that, for his getting that, his new that armor. Is, that is a cute meme though. It is a cute meme. But except for him getting his new armor. Yeah, that's that, the that's only cool. thing that is – carried over it's just like it's well, not no, connecting a lot when, of dots for me right the, now when they all when all the mandalorians get his Episode back three. that is a cool scene it's a cool I, scene I, but I it didn't like do it. anything they're not in the show anymore it didn't pay off it, it cool just scene. let him escape so like and we know he's gonna escape he's the fucking titular character yeah. this ain't game of thrones so i just i still love the show episode five better than episode four i just it's it's getting to me now there are things about the show that i let slide that are starting to annoy me I want more cohesion in the plot lines. We have six, seven, and eight. We have three yep. episodes left. We have an hour, maybe an hour and ten minutes left of The Mandalorian until next year. Maybe yep. even 2021. Like, God only knows. They got. They have a lot of explaining to do for these last, last episodes. I'd like the, the story to kind of thread a little bit better. But it's Jon Favreau. I have faith. I'm, I'm not with dude. I'm not. We worried. haven't seen Billy Blaster yet. We haven't seen Moff Gideon yet. There's a lot still to come. I have faith, and I just hope that this Friday is a little bit of redemption, and it starts going back up. If you love this episode because of all the callbacks and the and the uh, fan service Tatooine. and like all that stuff, the Tatooine stuff, uh, the the Canteen stuff, the Cantina stuff, good. We love that. Yeah. Happy for you. Didn't speak to me. I actually asked our boy Tyler. The corner of you yeah. for his opinions on Instagram. He actually DM'd him to us. So uh, 
would like to to do this. He said, uh, "Finish the episode, and it definitely has Clone Wars like filler moments." So that stuff we yeah. don't we don't fuck with the Clone Wars. So got that. Knew immediately that the young bounty hunter was going to turn on him, but wasn't as bored as I was for the FarmersOnly.com episode, which is a dating app for farmers, <laughs> which was, I'm assuming, episode four um, with him in that really weird yeah, love, yeah. forced-ass love angle that didn't even let... She's Where's a widow! She Have a heart, Tyler! <laughs> Where's she at? And her daughter? Gone! No, they don't fucking bring it forward. But anyway, Mandalorian's still fun. But we have two trailers to break down. One that I watched. The only one that I didn't as well. But we'll start with the one that I did. The Boys Season 2 got a minute and a half trailer. What'd you think? I, they don't have to show anything. I'm in. Just I, just like Season... I didn't watch anything of Season 1. Literally didn't know... I, all I knew was Anthony Starr was the was Homelander. That's yeah. all I knew. All I knew was that there was a character from Letterkenny in it. So I watched it. And it's, I think this is going to be just as crazy and wild as season one. It starts off Homelanders covered in blood. You see guys getting motif. ripped in half, that, blown up. All that is side. a motif. There is uh, gore. If I were to say one thing about this trailer, very gory. Yeah, I, I, there's I brains. Wait. There's explosions of people. There's um, they, they won't watch. And- blood spray everywhere. But like it shows that the female is getting uh, a big push here in season two. She was a really good piece yeah. of season one. I really liked her. Starlight. Arc. No, the female. That's what she's called. The girl with the claws. Oh, 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 oh that's she's chick. called yeah, the yeah, female. The female yeah. So like, I like that they're putting, a, they're giving a lot of emphasis to black noir. He's very violent. Which he got, I like that. He's barely, he's barely in it. You see him in on the roof. One, in season one, he's barely yeah. in it. They're giving him a lot of screen time in the trailer. He was in it most of anybody in the trailer. So like I'm liking that. There was an there was a scene of Starlight who's clearly liking this whole bad girl thing she's got going, kind of moving Good, forward now. Going with her bad self. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down with that thing too. She's shaking that new costume she has. She's kind of getting on to like maybe a little bit of a high horse here. Her and Homelander in an elevator for a split second. He starts to go to choke her. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, and I want to see more of like we know Homelander right now as by the way Gus Fring going to be the main bad guy. I'm um, going to be the new. For what we're saying, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, I can't remember her name in the show, but Elizabeth Shue's character, he's going to kind of take that role for season two, it looks like. But Homelander, what we know of Homelander is he's pretty much invincible and nothing can really fuck with him. He's I want, super bad until they find out what, he's, what his weakness is. Uh, and I want it's going to be something stupid that he's weak. Introduce that. I yeah. want to see the guy or girl who can fucking hurt him. Well, they're, 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 dude, the, the Russian, uh, I forget I forget his name, but they said he's, he's basically. I saw Charlie say that too. I yeah, he's he'll be he's, he's Russia's experiment. He's basic Russia. That's their Homelander. So yeah. he's the only one that basically that goes toe to toe with him. And I I want Homelander to be vulnerable because I right now he feels invincible. So that's that to me right now. There's no conflict with him except for this whole you know sun thing. Yeah. So, but I love the trailers with the sun where he kills all the professors when he's hugging them. But Boys season one was excellent. Yep. Boys season two looks to continue that gory, violent, dirty. Filthy and just all around fucking fantastic. If you haven't watched The Boys yet, it's on Amazon Prime. Really, really recommend it. Season two looks to be just as good. Sam, this last trailer, it's the only one I didn't watch all week. I don't give a flying fuck about the show for now. Maybe eventually I'll get into it. What'd you think of the season two trailer for Lost in Space? I, I thought it's it, the way season one left off. I thought season one was really good. It was all Netflix. I forget the actor's name, but he was the lead in the. Um, that pirate show on stars that ended black black sails. Mm-hmm. He was the lead. Um, it ends. I, the end, I think they lose the robot at the season one finale. They don't know if he's living or dead. They all get separated. They kind of fall to. 
I guess they go to a different planet. They, I think they crash. They have to turn their ship, I guess, into a ship, and they have to try to... To turn their ship into a ship? They have to, yeah, their ship into, into a ship. Yeah, they have to turn their flying ship into a ship oh, a that ship sails. Ship. Gotcha. So uh, I, I'm interested to see all the cast, uh, all the cast from season one's back season two. Uh, look like, I guess Netflix put a boatload more money into these special effects because they look really good. Yeah. And I'm in for season two. How many episodes was the first one? I think it was eight. Eight or ten. It was short. It was like if that perfect. Eight, it was I'm perfect. In. If it's ten, I'm eight, eight, eight or ten, that's, that, I think that's their wheelhouse. Uh, the Watchmen on HBO is averaging over 7 million viewers per episode. That's pretty damn good. I, I'm slack and haven't started, but everyone I talk to is loving it. I know nothing about it. I've been <sighs> avoiding that like the plague. On purpose? Yeah. Like I, avoiding I, it for spoilers? I, just, or avoiding I, can't, I, don't, I don't want to start to show you until I'm ready to bend. Dude, I'm, I'm so backed up. I'm getting overwhelmed with shows. It's it's getting too much. <laughs> and Disney Plus is not going to help it's, that. Nothing's helping. It's not too much. Like I'm going to start canceling shit. <laughs> uh, you can't cancel Disney Plus for this reason. Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge is coming to Disney Plus, a.k.a. Legends of the Hidden Temple with Jar Jar Binks. I'd, I'd just rather have... This is a game show. I want the purple monkeys back. This is a game show, so it's going to be a Star Wars-themed game show. The guy who plays Jar Jar Binks is going to be the host of the show. Yeah, pass. Um, which is why I which is why I say Jar Jar Binks is the host of it. Uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, that's what the vibe I get from this show. I'm cool, man. Hard pass. I like fun game shows. I won't watch one second. Hard that's, pass. I don't mind a fun game show. But where I will probably lose my interest is like if it feels really forced or if it feels fake... Or if it's just... It's really forced. They just copied Legends of the Hidden Temple. Fake. I hope they do. Out. I wouldn't mind that. I don't want none of it. Like a... Out. Modern day... They have to go through a Star Wars town. Stupid. I, I could see it being fun. Broly is getting a new voice actor. Yeah, there, obviously there's you know, <laughs> a lot of drama with uh, you know Vic and all his... I don't, I don't even know the truth about that. It could be bullshit. bullshit I'm sure maybe half truth. I, I don't know. But he's out as Broly. Johnny Young Bosch is in new voice. He my, at least a start in the video game. He's he starting in, in the video games, but it look, it's going to be that he he he's got a, a decent screaming voice. His first acting role was Vash Stampede on Trigun. He was the second Black Power Ranger mm-hmm. in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He's been a you know boatload of voice. He was in Bleach. He was in so much stuff. And, and I'm, I, it's not like I'm going anywhere. I love DBZ. So, I'll but t- they're not doing a lot of. Like movies and TV right now, like Super's on the back well, burner well, for well, now. So well, he Super might only be video games for a while. Well, Super's done, but they're they're are, they're writing. There, there's no way they're ending that the well, they, way that the way that Super ended. They still have please. films on the back burner too, though. Oh god, yeah. still, so I'm sure still, they're writing stories. Yeah. But there's nothing set in stone like this is coming out on this date. But yeah. we're we're all just like, come on, announce some more episodes, announce a movie, give us something. Yeah, our last story in in TV, Code Eight which is a film uh, coming to Netflix, I believe, is getting a sequel series. I don't know if it's Netflix. I don't know where. I think it's coming to theater. I think it's like a a Fathom Events for like one day, but I know it's coming to Amazon. If you're Amazon Prime, I know it comes there. That's Uh, the only one I know that. Well, I don't think it would come to Netflix then. 100%. It's probably Amazon Amazon Prime. Prime So if you guys watched Code 8, Robbie Amell, Stephen Ellis Coven, cousin who played Firestorm on Flash, um, they did like a 10-minute short video of the short called Code 8 where – 4% 4% of the Earth's population have superpowers, but they're not coveted like heroes. They're more like criminals. They, they you know, they, they get treated horribly. So that, and it's actually the, uh, the, um, the Chinese guy from uh, Tokyo Drift. Oh, the guy who gets killed? Yeah. I, I love him. I, I can't think of his name. I can't even think of his name. Han. I'll just yeah. say Han. Yeah. So Han's in it. Who magically shows up in future films. 
So, and he's going to be in the the movie also. So, the movie's coming out. I believe it's December 14th it comes out. So, be, you know, be able to look out your Amazon Prime. Code H, Stephen Mel, Robbie That's Mel. That's Saturday. Probably not. So, whatever it is. It's this week. Get ready. So, when that comes out, after whenever that movie's done, the series is going to take place years after the movie. So, I think you'd want to just hop online real quick. It's free. Watch a 10-minute little intro video of the first clip. Check the movie out on Amazon Prime. You got that for free. comes with it. And then you wait for the show. I would assume Code 8, the show, will also come to the same platform. I don't know if it'll come to TV. Probably on Amazon Prime. I, there, it, so did, Prime I, it said some things, but it was nothing that I have or heard of. So I'm yeah. hoping that Amazon or someone will sign it. And I'll take it over in the gaming space. But I'll start off with a little PSA. The Game Awards, the game awards happened last night. But obviously we're recording on a Tuesday. So we'll cover that on the next pod, episode 165. So there's that. Shovel Knight, King of Cards. We have the review. Shovel Knight's King of Cards, like the previous entries in the Shovel Knight series, is a blast. This is hands down the most ambitious and largest Shovel Knight game yet, with more levels, more dialogue, branching paths, and a completely new and cleverly used style of play centered around King Knight's unique abilities. Not all of that ambition pays off, especially when it comes to the intrusive Justice card game, which slows down the momentum of the game. And while it's not mandatory, it felt like it was missing out on a huge chunk of content by not participating in it. Nonetheless, King of Cards still wraps up the first era of Shovel Knight with style and flair befitting of a king. 8-0. 8-5! Very close. Awesome. I get this for free because I bought uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove all those years ago. It was one of the first things I bought when it dropped on Switch. I also have it on PS4 and Xbox One because I'm a masochist and a sadist. And uh, so I have it for free on all the consoles. I'm looking forward to this. This is like two and a half years in the making. Finally, it's fucking here. So is Shovel Knight Showdown, I think it's called, which is like a Shovel Knight fighting game. Looking forward to King of Cards. Very much looking forward to skipping this Joust game. I saw it online. It's like a fucking match card game. I'm kind of out on that. I just want to go through levels and beat the fuck out of some enemies. And we have an impression ukulele and the impossible layer this was my big black friday purchase it's a 40 dollars game i found 50 percent off on best buy not only did i get it shipped for free but i got it three days before they said it would thank you for over promise under promising and over delivering um, i got it i waited a couple days to play it i started playing it this past friday so about four or five days ago it's a platformer 2d platformer so like 3d platformer for the first one very mixed reviews. I really didn't like it, but I liked the characters. I wanted to revisit the world. They come out with a platformer. You know me. I'm in on platformers. Boy, howdy, is this game fucking good. Just flat out, not going to tease it. It's a really fun game. The mechanics are tight. It looks pretty good. The tonics make it fun. You can kind of change the way you play the game through finding tonics in the overworld. I think the biggest thing for me, by the way, it's hard as shit. The biggest thing for me in this game that I love, it is the first 2D platformer that has an overworld that is really, really interactive to the point where it feels like it's its own level. In like Mario 3, you're in the overworld, you go from level to level on a grid and sometimes there's an enemy in the overworld you touch it you go into its thing and you have to beat it that's cool and all but ukulele makes it to where you can advance until you search the overworld for clues and find this and bombs and hit the brick walls and these little secrets and branching paths and oh my god there's so much shit to do in this game in the overworld alone that not only does it justify the 20 dollars price point i bought it at this is a $40 game that I was. I would have been happy. So you stole it for 20 bucks. I would have been happy to pay that price. This is a damn fine game. Probably the best platformer of the year. Big words. 
Two things that dropped today was PlayStation State of Play and Nintendo's Nindy Showcase. Let's start off with State of Play. We're going to have our top three as a part of this, too. So kind of when we're done it, we'll kind of give it a recap of our top three uh, announcements from both. Not a top six. We combine them. So yeah. our top three of either or uh, the State of Play or the Nindy Showcase. We'll start off with the State of Play. Only 10 games announced in this 20-minute presentation, 25-minute presentation. Both... Uh, both presentations were around the 20-minute mark. So if you have an hour to kill, you can actually just watch both of them back-to-back. Um, I did a lot of fast-forwarding because there were definitely some shit I didn't care about. Uh, but we'll start off with the state of play. Untitled Goose Game is finally coming to PS4 on December 17th. This game is a cult classic puzzle game of the year in a lot of places. Wow. You can't judge a book by its name of Untitled Goose Game. There's a lot to it. I think it was fun to watch not a game that really i'm gonna go play uh, yeah. but a pretty fun game from to, to watch other people play to try to figure out the puzzles it was pretty cool um, I'm, I'm glad you found that I, I saw that and said next spell break is next and that's a battle royale but a little different it's not just shoot shoot bang bang storm hits and you have to go closer it's got like magical powers and it's got a little bit of a different take on the genre which i appreciated again not for me i hate battle royale games but spell break was next the first thing that finally got me hooked on this state of play was dreams this game's been in development for like four years maybe even more we have no idea what it was and it gets teased at an e3 then goes away for two years and it gets teased again as a brand new concept this is basically a game where you can make games inside of this game your dreams can come true we finally got a release date valentine's day 2020 for dreams we had Super Liminal. We had Paper Beast, which is a VR game. Both of them, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? I just kept hitting fast forward a little bit. I wasn't they, interested. Hard pass. At, really at all. Paper Beast seemed cool uh, as a VR experience, I think it was. Then we had the Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind DLC, which finally got a release date of January 23rd. Predator Hunting Grounds is coming April twenty fourth. That looked decent. You you can play as multiple different predators. Yeah, that so was cool. Like, there was I saw the female. That was that was that was cool. <laughs> if you're into that franchise, it's very akin to like Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. There's a group of people. You're the predator, and they kill you, or you kill yeah. them. It looks so, fun. Um, it it looked like it looked like a game that's been done before with a fresh coat of paint. That, that was the first thing they showed me. Like, okay, you have my attention, PlayStation. You're only twelve minutes in. See, I, they got me good with Untitled Goose Game. Um, but I just didn't care about a lot of things for this the state of play, and I, I think that that's okay. Like the state of play to me is a bunch of small announcements, and you know you're I gonna mean, at least get one big. I mean, thing. to me, that's what Nindy's are all of the showcases. It's like, okay, I could pick one or two from each thing. I'm like, that's it. That that's all I get. I get my little nugget. Yeah, and that's I would it. I would say all the indie games are not, dude. I ain't gonna lie, they ain't for me. They're not my games. I'm not right. gonna play them. They right. look cool. They look they look beautiful, but mm-hmm. I ain't gonna get them. Yeah, I think like from a bigger standpoint, like a Nintendo Direct, you can pull five six seven things out of them sometimes i think like around e3 when we get those that's when you pull out the yeah. big ones but for me like a state of play this one did a decent job as we get to the bigger stuff towards the end here at redeeming the last few like this was a state of play where if you watched it i wouldn't have gone like that was a waste of 20 minutes we got some cool announcements babylon's fall is coming as well that's like a new ip some people are hyped about where it's like oh just look like don't like cry <laughs> just keep hacking and slashing uh but we got Project Resistance. We got an update on that multiplayer game. They said, okay, here's the multiplayer. It is. It's like a three-on-one survival. A lot like the Friday the 13th yeah. and, and the Predator Hunting Grounds. But there's an update to the story mode, the campaign mode, and here it is. And it shows Project Resistance. Gets rid of all the other letters. Instead of RE, 
Then it cuts to a trailer, and immediately you knew that it was real. Yep. We're getting the remaster for the campaign mode of Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to be hyped for this. And then the little ending, you, you see Nemesis, like, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And you only see, you never fully see him. You only see, like, a like a you, really zoomed you in. You get a quick second. Yeah. A and, quick second. And he's on the box art, so you, <laughs> yeah. you definitely see him there. But April 3rd, 2020, yeah. not far fast, away. Yeah, and what I loved is this Project Resistance and RE3, not two separate games. It looks like it's going to be on one disc, one single player, one the multiplayer component. i got to give them credit. They could have sold this as two games at 40 bucks I'll a piece. Say, hopefully they don't give you one disc and make you download the, <laughs> the well, yeah. part. I bet you they... Uh, that, that you're going to be able to play that campaign pretty quickly. And and the thing about Resident Evil Nemesis, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, is it's a quicker campaign. Yeah, it, it, it takes place right around the events of RE2. It takes place right in the same Raccoon City kind of setting. Yeah. Um, this was originally a PlayStation 1 um, GameCube. I don't know if it was N64. It was 1999, so probably a little bit before the GameCube. Um, it eventually did come there. But Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, a good Resident Evil game. Not my favorite. Yeah, definitely not the favorite. Uh, there wasn't it was, it was really, good. It was there good. wasn't really a bad one until five, but it got me thinking with this, you know, Resident Evil Two remake, which has been in the top three games of the year for yep. a lot of different outlets. Although it did come out in January, it's like people forget about it. Um, and with the remake and now of three, rebuilt from the ground up as like a beautiful new game, I would really like to see what they could do with four. And I know I, I think they're eventually going to hit it. <laughs> well, I know. See, like. 1, 2, and 3 had those top-down tank controls. 4 switched to the over-the-shoulder view. It was the first game to go over-the-shoulder. And it was on GameCube, so it kind of already looked pretty. And it's been ported to 75 different things. Even with all that being said, if Capcom remade it in an HD engine from the ground up, didn't just take the game and slap a fresh coat of paint, I'm talking rebuild it, I would love to see what that game could look like. Now, that's a long game, so I think it would take a little bit longer than just a year. And a half, but by God, yeah, <laughs> by God, if Resident Evil 4, 4 remake ever happens, you best believe that will be in strong contention for not only game of the year, but Resident Evil 4 for me is a top 20 game of all time. So that would to me be an enormous yeah. announcement. But RE3 looks really cool, and then we got a quick teaser like 30 seconds of Ghost of Tsushima. And they said, hey, more coming at the Game Awards. We're not going to be here for that because we're, we're already recording this week. But next week, we'll break down the, the trailer that's coming for Ghost of Tsushima. I, I, I'm going to lie. I kept that one off the list just because it was just too the, quick of a teaser. clip. There was, there was another game that I think you're shocked that it'll be on my list at. Listen, yeah. the samurai motif looks really cool to me. Yeah. The game looks really cool. I love this. I think it's a From Software game or is, was that Sekiro? I can't remember. But this looks to be one of those Dark Souls-y hard beat-em-ups. Uh, with the samurai motif, so I'm down for that. But that was your state of play. Nice, neat 20, 25-minute presentation. It was short and sweet. That I like. Yeah, moving on to the 20-minute presentation that was the Nindy Showcase. I'm going out of order here because I'm starting with the four things I like before I get into the 10 things or 12 things I didn't really give a shit about. They kicked it off with the one thing I wanted to see, the one thing I would have prayed for, given my left nut for, and we got it. A sequel to my number three game of 2017, one of my all-time favorite indie games, and one of my favorite indie games on Switch, Golf Story, in Sports Story. Yeah, it was it, it was different, but again, <laughs> it, it, it was something that I I watched and I was like, wow, this actually it looks fun. It kind of reminded me of the Pokemon a little bit, running through the grass and stuff. But then it's like, oh, here's golf. Oh, here's tennis. 
oh, you got to do this puzzle. Oh, there's this mini game over here. Oh, there's, here's a little baseball. Here's so there's, everything. there's there's many things you could do in this game. It was it was it was it was neat. What I appreciate that they did not do is just another golf story. Mm-hmm. Like if I just go to six more different courses and do the funny RPG stuff and the hilarious camp, that would have been fine. But they've opened it up. They said it's gonna be golf, but you're gonna have a little tennis. Yeah, you can do everything. And so, like, I really like that. Um, it looks to be the same graphical style with the same speech bubble, same RPG elements. So I'm totally in. Sidebar did an awesome job with the first game. Sidebar is heading up sports story, so really looking forward to that. We then got another trailer for Streets of Rage 4. We saw what the game looks like, so there was nothing new there except for a new character, Adam Hunter. Yep. I, dude, I think this game looks gorgeous. It's so good. It looks gorgeous. I can't fucking wait. It is going to be, I think they said mid or late 2020. Yeah, it was. I wrote it. That's a rip out. Yeah. That really rips my heart out because that's no, what no. Sports Story or, is. Or it's early mid 2020. Yeah, and yeah. Sports Story is going to be mid 2020 as well. So I got to wait a while here for these games. Yep. That's okay. Immediately, Adam Hunter's my character. Yeah. This I agree. trailer. I agree. I agree. He looked so and, badass. And it's, it's, I don't know. I'd want to play as someone new. Yeah, I don't want to go you know, Blaze. I don't know. It's or, like, all right, I played them my fucking whole life. Yeah. I'm good. I can't remember the girl's name, but Blaze and like her name, or no, Blaze is the girl and Axel's the guy. Axel, yeah, yeah, Blaze and Axel. There's the girl. There's the new girl character with the guitar. She looks really cool too. But Adam Hunter, yeah. man, every He's move new. was cool. I did. I, I the ground punch. Adam Hunter. <laughs> Looks badass. Yeah. So yeah, he's the character I'm most likely gonna pick. Pick. I'm probably gonna beat it four times with each once each with each character. character yeah. But I'm definitely gonna start with Adam Hunter. Uh, we got the big ender was a teaser t- trailer for Axiom Verge two. Axiom Verge. I own. Yeah, that look good. That look good. I own the collector's edition of the first one. The physical release. It started off as just a digital release. Yeah. Um, I have the physical. Came with. The soundtrack, it came with this big art book, it came with everything. I love that game so, so much. Little Metroid, um, little, uh, Portal, little lot of, like a lot of games molding the one. Now they're gonna make the second one in like an ice world almost. Fucking down, man. Axiom Verge is creepy, scary, funny, action packed, puzzly, hard as shit, and it's a think piece. You take all those things and crank it up to 11, I'm in on Axiom Verge too. And then what I think is the sleeper hit, of all these presentations today was Super Mash. You can uh, create your own yeah. game. That was so yeah, cool to me. Uh, that, that, that was more you. I, I saw it as a. I could. I watched it, but I could have skipped it. I knew it's not yeah. for me. You, you take two genres of game. You click platformer and I don't know RPG. You click them both. They go together. They mash and they make a brand new game for you. And there's like a ton of different games and variations that you can make. So the replayability of this, it's like having a hundred games in one. I like that. I imagine these are probably going to be on the shorter side, but to be able to do that and have that freedom of, you know, what? I want to play a racing fight fighting game if that's even possible. It probably is. Mash it up. See what we can get. Maybe like a twisted metal clone. So I like that. And there's different styles. It's not just pixel art. There's a little bit of 3D. There's a little bit of pixel art. There's a little bit of platformer. 2D, 3D. It's like endless possibilities. I like the idea. Kind of wake up and whatever you're craving, you could play it. I think that's yeah. where I'm at with that. And then there were some games that I just didn't give a shit about. If you did, please stop me. Uh, Gleamlight. Nope. <coughs> Excuse me. Bacon Switch. Which I have to say, props to the, the studio for having the little monta- or the little intro where he's eating cake and waffles and all this other shit. That was pretty yeah, cool. That missed a mark for me. I was like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> the Talos Principle Deluxe Edition uh, finally coming to Switch. Sail Forth. 
Dauntless. That that was that was it. That was the yeah. one I had stopped. I was like, well, this game actually like I went back to rewatch it. Good. Not nothing else. I went back to rewatch it, yeah. but that. Fifteen million player base now. Yep. Add your forty two million switches that are out there. Uh, potentially, and by the way, they shadow dropped it. It's out now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I, honestly, have, I think that I think this is one of the best that they showed. Yeah. Honestly, you're gonna have an influx of Switch players into this community, which is nothing but a good thing. So expect that player base to grow into almost the 20 million. So uh, looking forward to, to the numbers. The game doesn't speak to me. I'm glad it speaks to you. Uh, there was Murder by Numbers, which is kind of like an Ace Attorney kind of game. Appreciated it. Love the art style. Not really for me. Odd World Strangers Wrath HD. Uh, more footage of Skatebird. This was not the unveiling. Yeah, I just looked at us like, I'm in, man. It's got the Thrasher magazine logo. I mean, for yeah, I, I think I, I just didn't care for the bird. I did. Why? It's just the, make a point. I don't know. Just <laughs> well, don't they're know. making that. They're making that real life skating game session. Yeah, I saw. I, do, I just don't like the bird. <laughs> I don't want to. I just, I just, I didn't get it. Like, it, I, I like like they're skating on a book and. Grinding yeah, like on like a paper clip, but I, that's that was cool. I just think I, I, I was one thing. Let's have a bird on the skateboard. That's, I want to see that dope. See, like, so as a lover of indie games, that's why I love this because indie games can uh, do that. Activision probably couldn't do that. It's not a big AAA thing. It's just, a but it's bird. a low budget exactly. And there's different birds. You get, get a colored ribbon. I was just like, ugh. Like I, I yeah, the, 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 the skate park of it. I thought it was score. I love that aspect, yeah. but the bird, you lost me. I, I just love the creativity of some people, and like it shows that with an indie game, you could do whatever you want. You could literally have a game where a goose steals keys from a. But like for me, both of them games, that goose, I'm out. That bird, I'm out. He just hates swine. You're a hunter, so it makes right. I kill pheasants. So <laughs> it makes right. sense. Uh, liberated boyfriend dungeon, which is a dating simulator boyfriend okay. finder, also dungeon crawler. Again, two. Genres I never thought would mash, <clears throat> but I don't need them. Uh, Dreamscaper and the Survivalists. And that was yeah. your Nindy's showcase. What was your top three? Just top, go with all three of them. Top three. Whatever number three. I wrote two. Three, I put Sports Story. Yeah. Good. I, I went back for that. <clears throat> number two, Resident Evil 3. And number one, Streets of Rage. Yeah, if Streets of Rage 4 was unveiled there it would have been my number one easy yeah. but because it was like a oh, year your sports story is number one uh, Streets Resident of Rage, Evil 2 yeah Streets of Rage did not make my list even though I loved Adam Hunter if you're just going to show me a new character it wasn't enough for me but you're right my number one was sports story bird. my number two was Streets of I'm sorry it was uh, Resident Evil and my number three was actually Super Mesh okay. okay I just love yeah. the idea of taking whatever genre I want to play that day and making it. That's such a cool feeling for me, so I'm in on Or you just play the game that you're feeling in the morning so you don't have to mash shit. But I digress. 2K announced a new studio, Cloud Chamber, and along with that, a new Bioshock game. On any other week, this would not only be the lead gaming story, I'd put this motherfucker at the top and we'd spend an hour talking about it. You know my favorite game of all time. Yep. My favorite franchise of all time it's is Bioshock. Bioshock. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild recently passed Bioshock as my favorite game of all time. But I have a feeling the new Bioshock, a game in that world, will kind of revive Bioshock for me and kind of maybe put it back up there. I recently played through it again. Um, words cannot describe. Now, we, I think we all knew it. And they were like, it's just started development. You won't be able to just- play it for quite a few years was the term. So 2024 minimum. But Jason Schreier from Kotaku came out and said, 
I can confirm my sources have told me, and he's the number one games journalist in the world. My sources have told me this game has been worked on for a long time, so I don't know if they've been telling you the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and so help God. So I don't know who to believe. Yeah. So you don't I'm, know hoping, I'm hoping 23. Okay. I'm hoping. But at the same time, that's still three years and change it's a away. a long way. It's a long time Throw away. Throw that on the back burner. I can imagine I will already have a PS5 at that point. Yep. My hopes for Bioshock 4, whatever they call it, whatever. I hope it takes place back down in Rapture underneath the ocean as opposed to in the sky. I hope it goes back to the more horror-y, scary vibes that the first one had. And I hope that Big Daddies are back. And I really hope that it's story only, no multiplayer bullshit. And that it's the story like in one where every twist felt earned, the ending was satisfying, and it's still, to me, the greatest video game story ever told. I hope it's not just another sequel. Right, we'll find out. Hopefully I'm still on this earth. Final Fantasy VII Remakes. Cover- that was fucking morbid. Hey, it's three years. I don't know what God's got planned. Final Fantasy VII Remakes cover reveals it's a timed exclusive on PS4 for one year before heading to Xbox One and possibly PC. Yeah, I believe... It was uh, Wario64 on Twitter was the one who pointed that out after zooming in on the cover art. So we thought it was a PS4 exclusive. Then we thought it was a multi-platform at launch. It looks like PS4 is going to have it all to itself for a year. They got to make that money before it gets spread out. You know what I mean? Yeah, until Xbox One gets to make that money. Now that just... that's So we know that there's this game's in parts. I wonder if part two is also going to be timed or is part two gonna come out right around it's maybe just, part one so comes crazy. out for xbox it's just so long it's, it, i just remember it being <coughs> the game that never ended did you ever beat it yeah once you beat it but it was that co- that was like me carmen machi it was, it was a whole yeah co- compilation of all of us beating it mlb the show will no longer be a playstation exclusive come 2021 that is the best news baseball game fans could have ever asked for i want to say the last baseball game that was Major League Baseball licensed to come to Xbox was MLB 2K13. Ouch. I think that was the last one. I think 12 had Roy Halladay. Maybe 13 had Roy Halladay. Rest in peace. But, uh, goddamn, to have the show, which is, it's not only the only, it's the best baseball game, arguably. Yeah, there's, what, three What baseball games? RBI Baseball, the show, and yeah, seems to be it. Oh. At least licensed by Major League Baseball. Okay. So it's going to be nice to have that on Xbox so 40 other million people can play. Um, and baseball on Xbox has the better online infrastructure. And baseball games online can be fun as shit. Um, everybody throws balls and you just keep swinging. Uh, but yeah, to have that on an Xbox infrastructure that sounds horrible. <laughs> that doesn't that sound fun at all. It, it, Games online can get crazy fun. Me and Rob used to play them all the time. But you'll see him this weekend. He's coming down for the party. Uh, But yeah, I love that. And then Javi Baez, Cubs shortstop slash second baseman, is going to be the cover athlete for 2020. So, uh, you know, the the old uh, show curse. Even though it didn't happen for Harper in 19, he had the best year he ever had. But if so fact, the Phillies. uh, He digresses. Philly signed Didi Gorius, so I'm, uh, I'm happy with that. NHL 2020 added a new playable character and color commentator. Yeah, I didn't say who. Did you see it? I did not. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Strap on your gourds. Put your seatbelt on, my friend, because the newest playable character in Welcome to Chell and a color commentator is Snoop Dogg. Wow. Is an NHL wow. 20. I Snoop I don't know how to. Dog. Well, I, I don't buy NHL games, so I'll never know. I just. Snoop 
That's no. not my mix. I, I don't want to. I don't want to hear Snoop Dogg call my <clears throat> hockey game. I was in the top twelve in NHL 08 in the world. I was six hundred wins and twelve losses. It was at that point that I realized I hate myself. So I stopped playing NHL for a long time. I bought nineteen because <clears throat> it was on sale for Black Friday last year. I stopped playing that within a month because I found the glitch goal and just couldn't help myself. I skipped twenty. I also skipped Madden this year. I thought that's always me with every sports game. I get it. I play it for two weeks. It sits, and I never play it again. But so. I play the fuck out of it. Like when I buy a sports game, it's all I play for like two months, and then I forget about it. Redbox will stop renting out video games as of next year. Uh, they are also having some red boxes are having a sale for the games that are in there now. You can buy it at discounted prices. It won't have like oh, a box or anything, and they'll have that weird red box thing that goes over the circle. But well, in uh, fact, never. Rented for Redbox at once. Even a movie? Never. No shit. Yeah. Movies from Redbox are cool. Yeah, never. I can see why they're stopping games. It's expensive. I did that with Call of Duty. Yeah, just... It cost me 12 bucks for th- two or three days. Yeah, game no. 60. Yeah. It cost me one yeah. fucking sixth of the price for a three days investment. That doesn't make no sense. No, no point. Pokemon Sword and Shield gets a new Gigantamax. Mon. Pokemon. Um, I didn't want to say okay, Pokemon yeah. twice in one sentence. Oh, was it Monday? Until January 5th. Yeah, uh, Gigantamax Snorlax. Did you see Sweet. the photo? The only the one that they released, what, a week ago that we yeah, saw? That little yeah, trailer. yeah, I saw that one. He has a fucking park on his belly. He's got oh benches and a tree and all this other shit. He's got a play park on his Jesus. belly. Dude, go catch yourself a Snorlax in the wild area in one of the dens. Gigantamax, after this podcast, that's where I'm going to go. Because wow. I finally got my internet back after four Aye, days. So he's I haven't back, been able baby. to play it in four days, uh, at least online. I have, by the way, officially caught every Pokemon in Shield. Jesus. The only 21 I need are all only available in Sword. So, Jim, here's looking at you, kid. I need some trades. Either that or just open up the sword you got. Or the, yeah, I still got to trade with someone, then. Someone still has to oh, be yeah, there to trade with eventually me. Eventually trade. Or you can just like, come over real fast. Well, because he, maybe he might not have all the Pokemon you need. So you just catch I, but I still need him. He has to. He's got to be available. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Say, hey, I just caught him all for myself. Just come over. I need your body for five minutes. He Thank you. lives in uh, Glenside-ish. Pick up for lunch. Marvel's Avengers is getting a prequel novel on March 31st. It's and- entitled "The Extinction Extinction Key." If you don't, uh, if you don't want to go into Marvel's Avengers having almost no idea what the hell is going on, you can read this novel, and you'll get caught up. Or just watch online, and there's like a video of like 15 minutes of, we'll explain everything to you fast. But no, it's not about the movies, though. This is like a literal prequel that doesn't exist right now. This canon doesn't exist. Oh, okay. So it's like to get you ready for the game, not like telling the story that we already know. It's going to be a brand new story. Nintendo announced their free games added to Nintendo Switch Online December 12th. Yeah, usually we don't do the like PlayStation games for free that month, the Xbox or even the Nintendo ones, but these stuck out to me personally because there's one that i never thought would happen and nintendo is giving it to us and i can't wait uh because i'm just gonna play the living shit out of it because the cart is like 35 to 40 dollars and i don't own it and it's a game i've literally always wanted to own so the games are for uh super nintendo super punch out kirby superstar breath of fire 2 and star fox 2 the previously unreleased game that was only released on the SNES Classic. If you didn't pick up that little mini console, you now get a chance to play the previously unreleased Star Fox 2. The NES games are Crystalis and Journey to Silius. One of the best 
platforming gunner games I have ever played. I played it like all the time as a kid, got rid of my cart. It was supposed to originally be a Terminator game that they actually lost the license for at the 11th hour and had to change it to this brand new game that had nothing to do with Terminator, but it clearly has Terminator shit in it. Uh, which I really love that they, like, last minute just programmed some new shit in. Called it Journey to Silius and said, be on your way. It's also one of the most entertaining speedruns I've ever watched. This game is going to be free. Again, this is a $40 cart uh, if you go to, like, a video game store or try to find it online. It's pretty fucking expensive. So NSO is doing us a big favor with giving us Journey to Silius. If you've never heard of it, check it out. Take my word for it. If you have Nintendo Switch online, play Journey to Silius. Play Magic is working on a remake of... A Disney IP for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. It's just gotta be Epic Mickey and maybe Epic Mickey 2. It's just gotta be. There's no real Disney IP that I can think of that A, would require a remaster, B, would get the attention to get a remaster. They're not just going to do the Little Mermaid on NES. So uh, I'm thinking we're going to get Epic Mickey, which deserved better, uh, especially the second one. Uh, remastered, which would be actually pretty cool. I'd be in on that. As long as it's not 60. Unless they give us both. One and two. Then I'd And then you pay for it, of course. PlayStation will reportedly not be making any more handheld consoles. Yeah, I think this is more just like the inevitable. Well, since what? The, the, the Vita? Vita? That's been canceled. I, I still have it. Mine still works, thank God. Yeah, I just... I don't think we're going to see any more. PlayStation doesn't seem nah. apt to do it. The PS5, which has dev kits out in the wild... Um, it looks like they're not going to go like the Switch route or maybe even like the rumored Microsoft console to be like a take it anywhere type thing. So I don't know. I'm cool. I owned a PSP. I don't own it anymore. It was okay. Yeah, never had never had a PSP. It was okay. Uh, well, what's your CGC Spotlight this week? CGC Spotlight of the Week. Actually, I got this one at actually Baltimore Comic Con. I sent it back to get a new holder because it had the old label on it. I had this in a 9.6. I actually just donated that to a good cause. But I got a 9.8. My collection. Just kidding. I got a 9.8. I don't have a collection. Vengeance of, of the Moon Knight number one. Came out in November 2009. This is the... His name is... Leandro Francis U sketch cover. Greg Horowitz story and Jerome Opeña art. This is one of my favorite... Moon Knight that, covers. Dude, that's why it stuck out to me sitting He's holding That two, cover is gorgeous. Just holding two handguns. I just never seen this book ever in a 9.8 ever. This is the only 9.8 I ever saw. I always see 9.6s. I even checked at a CGC census. There's, they don't have even the census set up. So there's, I can't even tell you how many 9.8s, how many 9.6s there are. They, it's just not posted. Only thing I know that the last, I believe within the last 9.8, I think was 175 with an average of 200. So it's, it's not an expensive book. It's just, I just absolutely. Is it color? Is it a color book? It is a color. black and white color. Yeah, yeah, this, cover. No, this is just the sketch cover. So this is different than, oh, like, okay, than the normal gotcha, issue. Gotcha. But gotcha. I just, I saw this cover and I, I actually I had the 9.6 for years. I just never found a 9.8. Yeah. Found, finally found it. Super happy to get it. Um, Did you have the same sketch cover in 9.6? Yeah, I, I had 9.6. It's the same you know exact. know what the normal cover looks like? Is no, it just this in color? It's in just, color? the normal cover is just him colored. But I don't even like, I don't like it colored. It doesn't look right. It just, to me, the sketch, it just looks so badass. Low-key badass motorcycle yeah. in there, too. It's, it, it's, to me, that's the that's how I want my Moon Knight to look in this show. I don't want him no business suit dumb shit. Uh, this, to me, just yells Deadpool, like, bang, 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 yeah. bang. And, and it's also tough. Like, it's a white cover. That's, yeah. that's very tough. He looks like you could confuse 
that as Deadpool with a hood on. You can. Yeah, you could. That or like a spawn type of deal. That mask totally looks like a spawn. I would say arguably this is my favorite back cover of all time for any comic you've given me. It is completely blank. It's just a a blank cover. Cool. It's cool. Like this story is cool because like Moon Knight is back in the Big Apple and he's looking to basically for round two because Norman Osborn kicked the shit out of him. I believe it was the... The the issue not I forget what the tie-in issue that then this spawned from, but he gets his ass kicked. But now Moon Knight's freed of his demons and he's armed with new weapons and he's ready to fight Norman Osborne again. So nine eight, Vengeance of Moon Knight number one, the sketch cover. And what what year did that come out? November two thousand nine. No, oh, wow, that's an older yeah, book. No, no, super recent. Oh nine. Like ten book. Ten ten years. Yeah, ten years. It's a so decade it's, old book. No, no, and that's why I said like it's it, it's it's not it's not an expensive book, but it's just it's just odd yeah. to me that it's not like there's no census data, so I couldn't compare right. what's out there in the wild. I, I just want to give a quick shout out. I am not a cell phone guy. I gotta tell you, I love this phone. I got my oh, iPhone 11. I fucking love this phone. It is, three, it's a really yeah. solid performing phone. It's fast as as all get out. Loves the I camera. Love the camera and the video quality. Took a video. Helena stood for the first time ever on uh. her own for like five seconds, and we captured it perfectly. I'm so uh. happy with it. And like, I gotta tell you. I thought not having a home button would be weird. You instantly get used to it. I can navigate around it. The only weird part of this phone for me is like forever I've swiped up to get to my menu of like this. Turn on your Wi-Fi, your Bluetooth. Oh, that you have to go down. You have to go down. And my only criticism of the phone, and for me it's a big one because of my neuroses, you cannot see the battery percentage. Oh, man, that sucks. Unless you scroll down and see it. I would have to do it. I do it all the time. Yeah, I would have but to I would it. just, I'm normally like, I'm so neurotic sometimes yeah. that I know no one's texting me. I just randomly take my phone out just to check battery percentage sometimes because I'm so neurotic. Yeah. But now when I do that, if I'm in like a meeting, I got to like low key scroll for scroll a second and then, and then go throw it back up. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. so annoying. I will say though, battery life kicks ass. I charge it once a day and never have to touch it again. Wow. Granted, it's a newer phone. Like I just got and, it on enjoy, Friday. Enjoy for two months and but then like, get back to the suck. It, it's, it's actually lasted. And remember, I didn't have internet for four days, so I was constantly using my yeah, LTE yeah. and using this as a hotspot to power my iPad, and it still held up great. Yeah. So I give a lot of credit to the iPhone 11. Good machine. Sam, what is your pick of the week? Pick of the week? Fuck critics. That's – I saw Rambo Last Blood. I, I, I don't understand I, – I do understand why they hate it. I, I understand. But – it's a Is it a good, bad movie? It's just a fun – If, if – did you like Rambo? Right. Do, you, do you like Rambo killing people? Right. This is what you get. It's his his niece gets kidnapped. He goes to get her back. He gets his ass whooped, almost dies. They basically say go. He tracks her down again, tells her to escape, and then they come they come to kill him. And that's it. And and, and that's the movie. It's he's there for his family. It's not like he he changed his his morals. What he like people? I don't I don't like the, what the critics say. Like it's not with the Rambo. Like what he does, he regrets. Like I. Totally think he regrets what he did in his past, but that's what he did, and he had to do to survive. Someone fucking stole his niece. He wanted to get her back. The kills, oh my god, glory, Go- this, the the last Rambo. I remember when he used the fifty cal when he's shooting guys. It just blew guys apart. Like you saw everything. This, he got he grabs a guy's collarbone, and he bends it, and you see the bone, and he's like ripping. He goes, I'll rip it in half. The, I won't even say what he does to the ending of this other guy. I, I was he could do. Oh, he did it! He did it! 
Dude, it was insane. Dude, the kills. I, I, dude, Stallone is a mod, dude. This is a 73-year-old man that's in more shape than 98% of every everyone younger than him. Everyone. He's a monster. And I don't know anyone else in the cast. I just know Stallone. I don't know anybody else. It's a, it's a quick film. Hour, 39 minutes. 27% of Rotten Tomatoes. 50 million budget. It made over 87 million. Stallone still wants to do another one. I think he's crazy. If he can still keep doing this, Dude, go see Rambo Last Blood. If, if you saw all four Rambos, see this one. Complete complete the saga, because if it is the end, I I don't know how you top this. The kills he does here, Greg, are bananas. This is like this is like it made John Wick look like them's, them's big words. Just the kills you like you don't see the gore of the John Wick. This you see everything. So that's my pick of the week. Sam, I wait an hour and a half for this. Yep. My pick of the week is Mike Birbiglia. Wasn't that last week? No, that week that was my pick of the week. I just said it was coming out. I said I couldn't make it my pick of the week because I only saw like 10 minutes of oh, it. Oh, pick of the week I'm is Mike Birbiglia, the new ones. I've yet to see Casino Royale. Um, it is fucking perfect. It is Mike Birbiglia's best special. It's not even close. I think part of that is because I'm a parent. And he is now too, and he like tells that story, but like the things he says about being a dad, I felt not all of them. There's one particular that he says that I I don't get, and that's pretty fucked up actually. But like, there's a lot of things that he says and goes through that I thought in my head, why does my daughter need a sleep sack to sleep? But she does, and we buy her seven of them because we have to. And like, my cat pissed in my fucking car seat so we had to just go out unexpectedly and spend money on a new one that's life with a child then i get it um but and it is the most full you'll ever feel in your life great fucking special it's funny it's heartwarming and when ashley watches it and doesn't look at her phone not once you know it's good. a good sign and it's a great sign and i've watched it two or three times now already and i just can't recommend it enough it's so good new parents old parents non-parents doesn't matter Full demo, loved it. Great special, Sam. I'm committing to you now. I will watch Casino Royale You're dead to within me. the next I don't know, three months. I'll watch all right. them all. The Let's plan see. is to watch Casino Royale before Christmas, okay. and then the next one in like Jan or Feb. And then by the time no time definitely to die space comes them out because you'll get bonded out. Blu-ray. I don't yeah. want to get bonded out. Yeah. That was episode 164. Appreciate everybody that hung around for the two hours. We knew it was going to be a long one. Uh, we kind of made that warning up front, but we felt it was uh, necessary. Seven trailers, shit ton of CW crossover stuff, a lot of Snyder Cut drama. Had to talk about it all. Plus, we fit a state of play and an indie yeah. showcase on a tight two-hour package. So we'll be back next week with episode 165. But until then, hey, wish my daughter a happy first birthday. She deserves it. She's a good girl. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week for episode 165. Besides diapers issues.